Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 11 of Thirst for Knowledge Podcast. I'm James Evers. I'm Justin. And I'm Seth Tardiff. Today on the show, we have our guest, William Quintana. And today we'll be talking about traveling, tips for traveling, both uh, abroad and stateside. Yeah, so um, William Quintana is a good friend of mine. I've known him for a while, and he is a computer engineer who is uh, a former employee of a division of the U.S. Department of Transportation. So he's got a lot of experience traveling both um, around the U.S. and internationally. So he's done it a lot and has a lot of fun stories and tips for us that he'll share with you today. Yeah, it was a good episode, and uh, thanks for Willie for coming on, and uh, hope you enjoy. Yeah, enjoy, guys. Enjoy. Enjoy. most comfortable chair in the world but it's not like we sit in comfortable chairs when we normally do this no right? i'm on a couch it's <laughs> <laughs> pretty nice not gonna lie you do look pretty good you're kind of melted in there I am. too. i'm sleepy man but i'm, I'm good yeah I, I think you should be in one of those chairs no uh, i'll be moving around i got bad bones bad bones I got bad bone disease what's going on today what are we doing? I don't know, man. I am drinking a beer. What are you so, drinking? I, I don't even know. I have to take it out of the koozie to tell you. But it's, um, let's see, Cloud Surfer from Trophy Brewing out of Raleigh, North Carolina. Mmm. And it's tasty. I'm drinking Seven Saturdays IPA from R&D Brewing Company, again, out of Raleigh, North Carolina. Wow. I'm drinking Grove by Brewery Vavana. Bavana. 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 Yeah, in Raleigh. So that wonderful silky voice you just heard describe what he was drinking yeah. is our good friend William Quintana. Hey Willie, welcome to the show. Welcome, 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 thank you, baby. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so um, Willie has a pretty good experience with traveling around the globe. Mm-hmm. So we thought as we are traveling currently, we might want to get some tips of, uh, you know, how to travel properly. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. I need help. Tips and <laughs> tricks and, you know, courtesy things and what to do, what not to do, you know. Who knows? And we're on vacation day in North Carolina, so all the beers are North Carolina related. Yes, we like to keep a theme here. We're on a big ass house and on the beach, and there's tons of people upstairs you can hear talking. <laughs> you know what? It's all right, baby. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about those people. They mm. they don't matter. <laughs> they don't matter. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming by and uh, bringing these beers. Yeah, they're uh, they're delicious. Yeah, good stuff. They are good. Definitely. And these are out of your own backyard. You recently just moved to North Kakalak, right? Yes. Yes. Where at? Uh, uh, we are in Cary for now. Okay. Um, Cary. Yeah. How far out from Raleigh Durham is that? 15 minutes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Right on. Yeah. So I can get to RDU in like seven minutes. Yeah. The airport. Yeah. Um, right now. Then we're moving. End of the month. Where to? Apex. 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 
That's a pretty sweet town name, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. Nice. nice. Well, cool. Mm-hmm. So let's let's dive into it, man. Yeah, so I guess we should probably start, like, Willie, with some of your travel qualifications. <sighs> like, where have you been? Like, How many countries have you, yeah, have you right. been uh-huh. to? Best guess. Or, or continents, I guess. <laughs> yeah, c- continents I've been to... There's seven, so four. Nice. Okay. So, well, North Three. America, obviously. North America. South America. No, I have never been oh, to South really? America. Yeah. Wow. That's one of like my, my like, wanted to go and yeah. I wanted to get down there. Never, You've been never close, happened. Though, yeah. You know, Central America yeah. stuff. Um, Africa, uh, Europe, Asia, Middle East is Asia. That's um, how I get yes. Asia. Nice. It yeah. is. Yes. That's how I get Asia. <laughs> I've um, been to Asia too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it wasn't fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it's funny. Yeah. Um, so you've been to would you say four out of the seven? Yeah. Four out of the seven yeah. continents. How many how many countries would you say? Uh, best so, guess. Uh I've been to five five or six in Africa. Okay. Um, I've been to Mexico. Yep. Um, and I've done. Yeah, and that's my kid. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Luca. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, been to uh, France, Italy, um, Israel. Cool. Man. That's that's about it. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like. I look at the resume and it's like, God oh, damn, I should have gone to more countries, but it's just, I kept going to the same place over and over yeah, again yeah. for work. So that's, pretty, that's still way more than yeah. I've done, man. Like <laughs> never left, never left the country. You have never left the country. You've been at to Canada. All? I went to, yeah, I guess I went to Canada. That's I went to Scotland the, too when I was a baby. That doesn't really count. I don't know okay. anything. But Canada is... A yeah. different country. Aren't you planning on heading back to Scotland? To yeah, baby. Visit your blood daddy's estate and all that stuff. Yep. I gotta get his. I gotta get his estate in order. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get gather up all these gold coins I got buried in his backyard. Um. Yeah. I might go next summer to cool. Scotland. Yeah. We'll see. So you need some of these tips that Mr. William will Definitely. be imparting on us. Don't like punch the first dude that I see in the face. <laughs> that's yeah! a, that's an important one. Wait, yeah. I thought you were supposed to do that. I thought you were supposed to do that too. Right, that's no, what they do in no. prison. You don't gotta, do that. Gotta and I can't. Yeah. As soon as no, I get not the to... first guy, the strongest guy. Oh, the strongest. Uh, yeah, strongest. Because guy. that shows you got balls. And if you beat him up, it's like no one wants to mess with you. Have you ever traveled to prison, Willie? <laughs> no, <laughs> right. I've never yeah. traveled to prison. I always thought you're supposed to just chant USA as soon as you land in whatever country. USA, USA. I think they love that. They want it. You got to make sure everyone knows. You're from the best country, right? Of course. Well, of course. I guess we'll soon find out. Uh, yeah. We did at one point have a listener that was from Spain and from, I think, England, maybe. So if you're still listening, you know. Yeah. Well, thanks. Thank you. Many thanks, <laughs> yeah. for sure. TFK is international. Yes. Just just barely. <laughs> <laughs> one each. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, let's dive. How do you want to begin? Let's let's get into it, man. Yeah. So, I mean, most of your travel's been plane, right? Did you do any like uh, bus or uh, train stuff? Yeah, so we haven't. Uh, I've never done train okay. travel. Um, 
commuting to work on the commuter rail. Yeah. Um, that's, um, but, uh, we did, I've done, uh, kind of those express van, not express vans, the big Ford ones, 15 passenger ones. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then I did Mexico mostly in one of those. Okay. Um, and then helicopter. Yep. We did, took helicopters in Mexico for. So um, like, what's the distance that you cover when you're in a helicopter? Uh, a few hundred miles. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. Um, uh, so the cool, uh, actually, that's a good one. Um, when we were doing Mexico, the reason we took uh, a helicopter was because it would have been insanely expensive and would have made our trip. We were visiting six sites, mm-hmm. um, and it would have made the trip like three, four weeks oh. because uh, you would have to go. Uh, we were doing the Baja, okay, and we we're so we basically instead of doing the Baja, going all the way up touching basically the u.s and then coming back down the other side yeah or taking a boat across would have um yeah too time consuming so, so that goes into the logistics of exactly. it right exactly yeah. Yeah, yeah so we took a helicopter and we like landed in like soccer fields and and all that stuff yeah so you would um, tr- like hop on this helicopter you yep. hit one spot and then get back in the helicopter morning, go to the next yeah morning we would land uh or we would land or take off in the morning um and then land random place do our work go to the hotel sleep then do it all over again mm. Mm. Yeah. That's, that's pretty crazy. sweet that's it's, crazy uh, man uh i was helicopter fl- like being a passenger in a helicopter it's pretty sweet <laughs> yeah it is pretty sweet um we did uh we had a mil 17 um it's a russian made kit yeah it's basically a kit plane um but uh yeah it's not a kit plane, a kit helicopter, and that's why they get them, because you get them. So it, it's uh, the way it was explained to me was they're they're inexpensive, and anyone can put them together. Okay, like they come in a kit. So, oh, it's like, like oh, a bunch I, of oh, it's cr- a no, it's kit. Uh, yeah, it's a bunch <laughs> of crates, and some dude is there with like a manual putting and, it together. Yeah, oh and you put God. it together. Wow. Yeah. Who's guy be like? All right, you ready to try this thing out? <laughs> I wonder Not how really. long that takes to put together. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I saw a video of, uh, just recently of like a couple dudes putting it together like a World War One Jeep Willys. Mm. Put it together in like five minutes. Like pit, bolt- pit crew style. Yeah, it's crazy. I was like, God. they drove it away after I think. I was like, damn, that's crazy. That is crazy. I wish I could build a Jeep in five minutes. <laughs> I wish I could build anything in five minutes. Yeah, right. I could build a sandwich in five minutes. <laughs> I did that earlier today, man. Yeah. <laughs> So that was, yeah. So I've done helicopter, airplane, and uh, vehicle. Nice. Oh, boat as well. Boat? Any amphibious vehicles? No, no. Right. Um, we did, uh, there was uh, one trip we took, um, and it was uh, the, I forget, what, uh, I forget what they're called, but it's basically one of those boats that you it's a jet propulsion and it's a water jet and mm-hmm. you just drive it right onto the beach and you, you open up the front and just walk on oh that's neat yeah so that's you're cool. like in the hull or whatever or like thankfully i wasn't in okay the hull. okay <laughs> i was in the captain's chair oh nice yeah. nice so 
Wait, is this like some D-Day stuff? That's like, what I'm picturing. Like, yeah. like you're just like uh, short of a short of like the you know how in the D-Day thing you have the thing go down, yeah, gates drop, and the yeah, machine yeah. guns open fire. Yeah, and yeah. It's just This one, chaos. It, this one was more where you drove in and then the top opened up. Okay, where it's like it was more a hatch. I see. Okay. I see. Yeah. I see. Okay. okay. Yeah. A hatch on the top. Yeah. Okay. That's that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. <laughs> and were you greeted by machine gun fire or anything like that? No. <laughs> okay. No. Okay. No. That's good. No hazards. Right. <laughs> no hazards. That's good. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. So have you been anywhere where like you're worried about your safety at all, like with uh, uh, robbers, pickpocketers? You always have to be cognizant of that. Yeah. And even in the U.S., traveling in certain places, you got to be cognizant of that. I feel like I'm way more comfortable being in the U.S., even in any city. You shouldn't. I know, but I feel more safe in America, in a city, than I would in any other country. So that's a misconception. Like, it, really, it probably is. If, but. like, say for example, pickpocket here. Yeah. What do you get for, for like a term, like a pickpocketer? Yeah. What like, do you mean, I pick like, your pocket. Yeah, please catch me. That's what's, like a, what's that's a misdemeanor, right? Yeah. It's a pretty yeah, right. You get a slap on the wrist. Yeah. Where in certain countries you're a pickpocket in sentence to death <laughs> that would be uh, crazy what or like the middle to east a prison or something term. yeah yeah there's a lot of places where that's really frowned upon and it, it it all depends like don't make yourself a target but also it's like well i think what james is kind of getting at is you know psychologically you, you yeah. feel safer right. You're, you're, right. you're in a place even if you traveled to a state that you're completely unfamiliar with the territory or anything the the local population they speak the same language right. use the same currency yep. um, the same like general basic concepts of customs and things like you're not that. worried about getting ripped off at all because you know that's not worth that you know in some sort of sense yeah. like I go buy a candy bar in Texas a Snickers and they say six dollars I'm like what I'm not paying six bucks for that Right. Whereas if I went to China and they go six million yen, I'd be like, I don't know what that. Uh, I'm like, here, right. here, sure, okay, give me that. Yeah. Even though I don't even know what that is, you know. So, so. you might not actually truly be safer, but no. you just you You're feel not comfortable. Safer. But at the same time, I feel like what's a crappy city like Detroit probably is not very high, s- high crime rate city right. in the U.S. I would probably feel Chicago. safer in yeah, like yeah. Chicago. Yeah. I'd be I feel safer in Chicago walking around the streets than I would in like Brazil or something. Yeah. Right. Because you're unfamiliar. You're not even going to have different... Even though... Or like whatever. Even though like maybe Brazil's safer or you know even if like I'm in some like Dublin, Ireland or whatever even though like that's probably safer than Chicago because Chicago you know is high crime I would still feel more comfortable and safer. There's more variables of unfamiliarity. Right. More things that are kind of against you know may seem like they're against you. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, I get that. Yeah. Do you think that stops you from traveling? Do you no. think like, like, say for example, I say, all right, um, we're going to finish this podcast and I'm paying full expenses. I'm, I'm footing the bill. Let's go to Africa. Would you go? Ooh, probably not. Mm, uh, maybe. I don't know. Why not? Because <laughs> I, I don't want to get my head chopped off. I would go for sure. I would probably Dude. go full expense. Yeah. But I would definitely be sketched out and uncomfortable. But you're not sketched out in Chirac. Oh, hell yeah, Iraq? You say no. Iraq? Chirac. Chicago. Chirac. <laughs> uh, no, no, I wouldn't be. I don't know why. I just 
I feel like I'd get myself out of a situation if I had to in, in Chirac. <laughs> but if I was in Africa, I would have nothing. I'd be like, uh, uh, okay. So that's where, you know, Willie is going to come right. in to help for you, right? Prepping for these different... Um, Oh, oh we've, we've got a beer delivery here. Beer delivery. I'm gonna crack that. Yeah, I'm gonna crack this beer. Oh, oh yeah, good this one. This beer is not from North Carolina. It's from <laughs> New Hampshire. Ooh, the great state of New Hampshire. Yeah. So Willie, when What's you're, up? so when work tells you, okay, and and you have in you have two weeks until you have to fly to Africa for a job or mm-hmm. Europe or. I mean, depending on the location, do you do you pack anything differently? Like, what what's, yeah. what is typically your approach? So, um, anywhere Conus, like it, within the U.S., yeah, it's a duffel bag. Okay, everything fits in a duffel duffel bag. Um, Europe, again, same thing, kind of uh, carry on luggage. Um, depending on the length of the trip, I'll check something. Um, Africa, I don't mess around. Um, what do you I, mean? What do you mean? Um, I pack. Knives, flashlights, the uh, first aid kits. I pack everything. I, I pack um, food. Uh, I pack um, the food is an interesting one. Food is for me. Um, if I know who I'm going with, I won't pack food. Um, okay. I'll pack snacks. But um, if I don't know if I'm going alone and I don't know who I'm hanging out with, um, I will not. I'll pack dinners, lunches, lunch kits, uh, everything, just because. I don't want to be in a situation where I'm forced to go out with anyone. Um, if someone's making me feel uncomfortable, um, I'll stay in the hotel. Okay. Like if someone is making like stupid decisions, bringing too much attention to themselves, I won't go out with that person. Um, um, no matter who they are. Uh, it's freaking Admiral tells me, hey, you got to come out with us. I'm like, no, thank you. Right. Um, and then I'll make up some, uh, some excuse or something. Uh, and I have done that. I've said because you don't want attention... I don't want to draw attention to myself. Um, yeah. That's one one big thing that people like your comment where you land on the plane USA, right? USA. Right. Yeah, that's not something you want to do. Right. Right. <laughs> and I and <laughs> if there's someone like talking loudly, boisterous, flashing money, you know, like, hey, everyone, I'm buying everyone a drink. It's I don't need that. I don't need to put myself in that situation. Like I can get out of it, um, but. I you don't want just to don't your, put myself yeah, in that situation. Yeah, you don't situation. want to be in that situation yeah. where you have to get out of it. So I'll, I'll pack that. Um, Africa, I definitely uh, Leatherman is has come in handy. So multi tool. Yep, yep, okay. a multi tool. Um, and then uh, yeah, uh, plenty of uh, insect control, um, mosquito nets. I, I I definitely understand. Yeah. Considering the environment, I understand the the extra precautions with the with the gear, the knives, mm-hmm. the mosquito nets, like mm-hmm. the tools. Mm-hmm. Why the food? Uh, the food. Uh, so, like, what is it about that those destinations in Africa that makes it where you really have to be more weary or the food? You, re- uh, the food really is is just what I said. So it really it, it comes it, down to it comes down, yeah avoiding because a, a if tough you say situation that yeah. you're gonna you're not going out but yeah. then they they turn around and see you go out and yeah. get your own food there's only like you've been overseas there's only x amount of, of restaurants that say okay you can go here and you're not gonna get ripped off definitely like what yeah. you were saying yeah, yeah. Uh, go here go here go here 
Yes. Embassy approved uh, restaurants, right? Yes. Oh, so, okay. I was go. I was going to ask that. Like, yeah. how do you know, like where to go where do you find this information like you're getting it from like the embassy. u.s embassy in first that tip, country for yeah first tip that i can give anyone and i forced my brother and my sister-in-law to do it they went they recently took a trip to belize mm. um and i told them you're signing up you're going on state.gov and you're signing up for um the the uh they have like this program where it's like a safe trip or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you sign up, and that's important because if you if something happens when you're in that country, like a coup, a coup or something, mm-hmm. yeah. like a, a political unrest yeah. uh, or something, uh, when you sign up for this program, they know you're there okay. and they'll come find you. So that triggers some alert. Oh, yes. there was some something that happened yeah. in this country. We know these people are here. Yes, we need to check on them. Yes, all right. Um, that's, that's pretty one. cool. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. yeah I, I didn't know about that. Me either. So uh, definitely sign up for that, and that they'll give you. They'll basically send you like, "Hey, thanks, uh, thanks for signing up. This is your intro email. They'll send you um, what currency, what areas you need to stay away from. Um, they'll send you um, uh, what you call it. Uh, uh, what crimes are most common? Okay. Um, like pick up, uh, pickpocketing, pickpocket, kidnapping, yeah. uh, stuff like that. Um, uh, they'll send you like uh, holidays and how you should behave. It, it's it's really good, and these are resources that common travelers won't think of. Yeah, and now is- they should. They should. They really should. You need to know where the where the embassy is, mm-hmm. where in relation to you or where you're going to be, where the nearest embassy certified hospital is, because you don't want to go uh, get taken to a hospital and then end up coming out with an infection. Right or something. There's certain yeah. standards mm-hmm. you have to be to be embassy approved, right? Um, just all these things. Where not to be in like during the day or even night. Mm-hmm. Um, there's certain places that uh, certain countries that you can be out at night. There's other countries that you can't be out at night. Right? Yeah. Do they inform um, you about like laws that you might not be aware that? You know what I'm saying? Like, That's a good question, yeah. If it's... Um, Especially if it, it's something so drastic where you're so used to it in America and you yeah. do something so simple there that you could, you know, get in real big trouble for. Usually the airline... Um, the airline... Uh, so, for example, um, uh, when you go into Kenya, um, you can't bring any plastic bags into Kenya. Really? Yeah. And you get like, fined. Like Ziploc bags, like garbage bag, any bag made out any of plastic. plastic bag, yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Here, yeah. um, I didn't know that. Why? Because uh, it's they don't pollution. want plastic there. It, yeah, it's it's oh, a pollution okay, type okay. situation. All right. Um, and so I didn't know that, but the airline lets you know that. Yeah. Right. Um. So airline will let you know stuff like that, like nuances to bring in. Like you can't bring in this food. You can't bring in that food. Mm-hmm. Um. Generally, they'll let you know. Right. Yeah. Um. Uh. But the embassy will more let you know. Um, if it's like, I don't know. I, I've never ran run into that situation, but yeah. I assume that it would be included in that brief. Now, does this like, ser- does this service cost money? No, it's free. now it's free. Yeah, state.gov. State.gov. Best best resource for any traveler. State.gov. Do they give? <coughs> excuse me. Do they give any recommendations on? Sort of attire or, or a certain way to dress based off of like the customs and you know the the culture in the in that area. Um, I've never seen it. Okay. Um, because I've never been to a country like uh, that that enforces it. 
Um, I think it'll be a little bit different for women. Sure. Um, depending on, for example, uh, uh, predominantly Muslim countries. Right. Um, yeah. You got to be somewhat covered up. They will. There are other services that will tell you that. Um, for example, there's a service called International SOS um, that um, if your employer signs up for it, they'll medevac you. They'll evacuate you. It's it's basically what it is an SOS, um, and they'll send you alerts. They'll send say, hey, this is how you should dress. These are the customs. This is what you should do. Blah blah. Um, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That's pretty cool, man. Those are some really handy yeah. resources. Yeah. I yeah. mean, definitely something. If you were weary about traveling, then mm-hmm. I mean. That's a good way of sort of getting you, making sure all the boxes are checked, yep. making sure you're, you know, you feel a little bit more at ease, yeah. sort of making the trips. So the other thing, uh, if you're going to any country like uh, um, South America, uh, Africa, um, you don't, you want to really check state.gov and visa requirements and entry requirements, specifically because of the shots. Yeah, I've that. seen, yeah. I've seen people get pulled aside in some sketchy African airport and get stabbed with some needle mm-hmm. because they don't have their yellow fever shot. They won't, you can't get on a plane because the uh, certain places they'll have a, um, <laughs> a single, they'll have a single flight for, uh, for an airline for that destination. Sorry. Okay. So, Wait, so they're just ready? Like, oh, yeah. you didn't get your yellow fever shot? Nope. Stick? Yep. Like, yep. what? They won't let you come into the country. Hell no. They will not let you come into the country. Sticking me with some weird ass needles. So, exactly. And it's someone who isn't trained to do this. It's some air, like airport employee or something right. like that. Is it an intramuscular shot? Like, are yeah. they hitting the yeah. right like, yeah. parts? Like, <laughs> are you putting it correctly? Like, are you asking me, like, which arm do you write with? Like, yeah. stuff that we're accustomed to here and you don't, but it'll it'll tell you all of that certain countries uh require yellow fever yeah um uh, other countries require other shots or they're recommended um always uh before you travel to a foreign country always call your travel clinic um always bring uh some type of um basically like a nuclear bomb for your stomach uh ciprofloxacin um that's a common one cipro um don't use it with (laughs) that you can build an immunity to that stuff so don't use it unless you really need it so what does that do exactly Uh, it basically nukes your stomach um so so if you ingested any kind of bacteria or it'll kill everything it kills good and bad bacteria yeah yeah yeah. so that's why i'm saying don't like seth uh, that beautiful bacterial colony you've built up all these years with all your gone your your kombucha and all your beautiful probiotics (laughs) dead dead all gone wiped um and uh so uh some at least for work malaria uh, medication and you yes. have to go to travel clinic for all yeah. of that stuff um you're familiar with it overseas um Definitely. and there's di- for depending on your stay there's different there's different uh medications and pills yeah um for all that stuff um so and the state.gov website will tell you all that stuff it'll tell you yeah so and say- these are requirements because um it sucks going to the airport uh, two hours ahead of time and finding out getting turned away because you don't you need a visa and you're not traveling you need and a visa you need oh, a visa right, for right, that right. country and they won't let you board the flight without mm-hmm. the visa yeah and what are you going to do then nothing right. you're going to miss your flight yep so 
say that I want to go to Africa tomorrow. I have no shots. I buy a ticket online mm-hmm. and I go there. Do I need like paperwork to show them that I got these shots, medical paperwork? Yeah. I, okay. So yeah. when you buy There's your a ticket, vaccination card. Oh, it's a vac- vaccination uh, card. It's yellow. Um, the main one on that w- that they're looking for is the yellow fever. Okay. And in the back, so it do, has to be. Do you get that from your doctor? Or do you yes. Just, yeah. Uh, you get it from your travel clinic. Your travel. Okay. Yeah. So what's a travel clinic? I've never even heard of this. A travel clinic is where you go. It, it's what it what it sounds like. Right. Uh, an infectious. It, it's sort of an infectious disease tra- uh, slash travel clinic. And these are just everywhere around the country. No. Well, they are everywhere around the country, but there's certain like uh, there's one at MGH has a very good travel clinic, uh, Mass General Hospital in okay. up in Massachusetts. Uh, Worcester has uh, U, uh, 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 UMass Memorial. Has so you one. have to hit one of these things up. Yes, you get, and get you your- have to call ahead of time. There sometimes they book months in advance. Yeah, um, because. They need to have your your shots ready. They right. need to have um, all the information ready, all that stuff. Um, and so basically, you, you basically call them up, tell them where you're going, yep, and what dates have, you're leaving, yep. and they'll have everything scripted up for you. Okay, okay. that's cool. They'll have uh, what are common things to stay away from, what common foods uh, to not to eat, what mm-hmm. foods not to eat, um, like bush meat. That's a big one that bush they said. Yeah, bush meat is basically anything you find in the bush. Dang. Um, and you don't know what it is, right? It could be pheasant, it could be beef, it could be bat, it could be cat, it could be. Oh, you just don't know. Like someone gives you like this piece of meat. It's bush meat. Just don't eat it. Don't eat it. Yeah. (laughs) That'd be really hard to say no to, right? Like a a tribal man, like, oh, I'll come eat, and then you're like, oh no, I can't eat your food. I got, I got my ribeye. (laughs) So good. (laughs) That when when I say packing food, that's another reason. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Where it's like I can I can say listen, thank you very much. It's a, a great gesture. I'll have a couple bites here or there and be like, my stomach has been feeling bad all day. I haven't been able to put anything down. Do you have water? Do you have bottled water? Do you have um, some crackers or some bread that I can have? Um, and make an effort. Right. You you're in a foreign country. It's their home. Mm. Um, you have to make an effort. Right. So you're strictly drinking bottled water too? Yeah. Uh, Depending on... No ice, no glass. Uh, In those countries, no ice, no glass, um, and bottled water. No glass glass thing. Yeah. They wash the... Oh, No salads. No salads. Uh, Yeah. No water. uh, No... uh, If you haven't... um, And also, if you don't break the seal yourself, don't take it. Mm. Because they'll just fill it back up or something. Okay. Dang, so what do you even eat when you go there? For me, it's... Africa's awesome because yeah. it reminds me of home it reminds you of puerto rico um because a lot of the cuisine in puerto rico comes from like rice oh, flatbreads. Yeah. Yeah. it yeah. comes from the the western coast of africa true, yeah. true. because of the slave trade yeah right. so i every morning i was eating plantains i'm Plantain, eating too. uh <laughs> uh in uh they have a dish in senegal called yasapule which is uh basically chicken or and then they have uh yasabuf uh which is beef um, and it's basically vinegar, uh, uh, beef marinated in vinegar, oil, and a bunch of yellow onions. 
and that is my favorite Sounds meal at home. Yeah. <laughs> that is my favorite meal at home, and they serve it with white rice and some type of bean. Oh, nice! And nice. that is what I I love. That that's my meal, my yeah. go-to meal. Whenever I used to go to Africa, my mom used to cook me that every before leaving <laughs> when I lived there. Wait, so would yeah. you get this in embassy approved? I was just gonna say yeah. restaurant or, or would this be a hotel. Be at the hotel. So oh, okay. there are certain countries that you you do do the embassy approved type situation, mm-hmm. but uh, there's. Whenever I go into a country, I try their Coke, their Coca-Cola, mm-hmm. uh, their beer, their local beer, and their food. Um, and that is to kind of get a culture, like know where I am. Wait, wait, wait. Their version of the Coca-Cola? Yes. Coca-Cola is different everywhere. Everywhere. So it's different. They, they spice it or flavor it differently in yes. different countries Correct. Correct. To, to go with the, yeah. the, the palate of the yeah. local person Correct. in that place. Correct. All right. can, you, so, can you give an example? So, like uh, our, our comparison, like yeah. maybe between a European country and an yeah. uh, African Coke? So, uh, Middle Eastern Coke is a lot, you'll get a spicier. Okay. It, it's uh, it's heavier on the spices. Interesting. You can you can tell. Yeah. Um, Mexican Coke is sweeter, and uh, if you go to the supermarket now, you'll find Mexican Coke, and it's made with real sugar. Yeah, like okay. sugar and cane. It's, it's a little bit sweeter. Okay. And, and I have to say, Mexican Coke is the best Coke. <laughs> it's the think, hands down the best Coke you that you will ever. First, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I think I've yeah. seen that, like the little yeah. glass bottles. Yeah. No, no, no. So they they. Uh, before it used to be that those little glass bottles were Mexican Coke, yeah. but that's not the case anymore. No, they make the regular Coke in those little bottles. Hmm. So you'll find the bigger ones, and you have to make sure that it says refresco, which is Spanish for <laughs> for soda. <laughs> they put sugar cane in it. Yeah, and it'll and look at the ingredients. What do they put in this? Just uh, we use like high fructose corn syrup. Aspartame? Yeah. Well, aspartame's in the... Oh, no, 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 that's the diet. That's the diet. That's the diet. Yeah. Um, it's the high fructose corn syrup. Yeah. 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 Which a lot, of, a lot of companies like Pepsi, they're they're switching off of uh, corn syrup and just using sugar. Hmm. Um, but it's not cane sugar. Right? Right. Right. So what about, like, Africa? What do they use? Uh, Africa, you get a mix. Uh, it depends. Like, uh, uh, um, you'll get European Coke. Yeah. Um, just because in French-speaking countries, um, you'll get European Coke. Mm. Um, and on the Eastern coast, you'll get more of that spicy Russian, um, Middle Eastern, uh, yeah. Middle Eastern um, Coke. Have you ever had uh, Heart of Palm? I hate Heart of Palm. You don't like the taste of it. I've never had it, and I, but I hate it with a passion. I, I, I will never eat a heart of palm. I, and if I, I, I listen, what's heart of palm? It's a tree, but they had to kill the no. whole tree, right, to so get to it. This is this is why I hate heart of palm, and I will never have anything that is made from that product. Um, one of my favorite countries to visit is Cameroon, specifically Limbe, Cameroon. Mm-hmm. It sits. It's a, a quaint little town. Um, and it sits at the base of Mount Cameroon. It, it's a volcano. It erupted 2014. It's beautiful, absolutely beautiful. But the drive up there is filled with uh, mangroves of pineapples, uh, oranges, mangoes. It's the best produce that you can eat, bananas, right? And then you get, you hit this certain, uh, certain point and everything's burnt. And I asked them once, it's like, why? why wait, 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 wait. Everything's burnt? burnt? What do you mean? Yes. Burnt. Like, like to scorched, a crisp. Like the, the, the fields? Yes. Scorched earth. 
the thing is, it goes back to, I asked the same question. It's like, what's, what's happening here? Like, it, this is so beautiful. And then you got this huge, like five acres of land just like decimated. And it's because with the heart of palm, it's the heart of the palm, the mm-hmm. the, the heartwood, right? Yeah. The um, very center of the, the tree. The center yeah. of the tree. And they take that. But when they take that, they have to kill the entire tree. Right. And what they do is that they burn it. They burn the field to get rid of it, to get rid of the trees so, so they can replant after. So, so they extract the center? Yeah, they take everything out yeah. and they extract the center. And then they just burn everything else down. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And it ru- it's ruining it's countries. It's bad for the environment. Yeah. It's, ru- it's bad for the environment because all those toxins, all that the CO2 or whatever, carbon monoxide is from burning. Yeah is going up to, well, into the air. You can imagine that they're killing any of the local yeah, wildlife exactly. and insects exactly. and all that stuff at the same time. And right? think, just to get to this little piece of the tree. Exactly. Yeah. Just so us here in the United States can pay $8 for a can of heart of palm. Yeah. If, hmm. Honestly, it's is it really worth it? Is your... Is your dietary... I understand people have dietary restrictions. That's fine, right? But is your dietary choice worth the impact to a foreign... Like, Cameroon is a beautiful country. Mm. One of my favorite countries to go to. And it's getting ruined because it's so lucrative to have this product, Mm. right? Yeah, I saw a thing on tra- the Travel Channel where they just like showed the whole process of it's, making, and I was like, "Damn, what a waste!" And it's like a lot of work. They're just like constantly just burning and chopping, the, just to get like this tiny little. It's strip. not. It's That's not crazy. worth it. But what right? is it? Is it like oily? It's like it's soft. You can like spoon it. I think. Is I it, don't know. I do, I I just have I've made a moral it. stand yeah. to yeah. never have any heart of palm because it's ruining a country that I think has so much beauty. The mm. people are beautiful. The country is beautiful. I it, And it's just, I saw that and I was like, I'm never having a product, hmm. right? And it, it it's it's cool if you eat it, that's fine. But you have to understand where that stuff comes from. You have to understand the effect that that's having on the I'm, farmer. I'm sure not uh, a lot of people know about that. No. Yeah. Like they're just, they, they look, like, they yeah, this the is, can, they, they open it up. Like, yep. Oh, this is good. I never had it either, but I wonder what, if you do you use it as an ingredient for food or do you just eat it out of the can, I, I, like as a fruit dude, kind of thing? It's one of those foods that don't I don't care about. about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I've, totally. I've, yeah. I've, uh, I, I wonder. I've just Gonna taken this in. stupid, yeah. and not, and not stupid. I don't think it's stupid, it's but not it's, stupid. it's it's definitely a moral not. stand sense. on that. It's like I know there's a lot of other products, but I saw that firsthand. Yeah, yeah. right, right. I, like I know, I, I saw where that came from, what it did. Um, so yeah, yeah, so, we'll have to look that up. So, um, have you seen any like American food? Um, come over there and be like real popular like pizza like you're like oh there's in Africa no, there's a pizza or like wings or something <laughs> no, I'm just curious you know like it, it you do see it you do Isn't but there it's like a, not like a the same isn't there like a pizza hut next to like the great pyramids or like, <laughs> like a sphinx or? there's always and it's what's interesting is that they'll have local toppings and stuff so it's cool you get some weird combinations right yeah but it's never the same it's not like right 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 Domino's isn't good, I had, but Domino's overseas isn't like Domino's I here. Had, it's yeah. even worse. <laughs> I think it was on, on my way back from my first deployment. I had um, McDonald's in Kuwait. How it, was that? It was terrible. Yeah. It was just like the, <laughs> terrible. They just like I don't know something about it. Just everything just tasted off. <laughs> I had it in Israel. Like, 
It's the same thing. Yeah. It just, it's like almost, it's like that almost, you know, that family guy episode where it's like, uh, the foreign, the foreign dudes, it's like, they almost have the English language. But then, oh yeah. The two twins, you yeah, remember yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. Guys. Yep, yep, yep. That's, That's what it is. It's almost there, but it's not the, I have to say, uh, if you guys are ever in Israel, try kosher McDonald's. That's actually not bad. Okay. Kosher. A kosher so, McDonald's. Instead of red, it's blue. Is it like like those, like if you're in Kuwait or you're in Israel or, or whatever, is it made with like the patties? Are they made with beef? Yeah. They are. Um, yes. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, Israel, they have, um, uh, it, and not McDonald's, but their burgers, they're yeah. a mix of beef, lamb, and mint. And well, they well, have a minty situation. Yeah, oh, not at McDonald's. No, McDonald's is kind of okay. I think I think they if they open a location, they say this has to be the low standard that you have to meet because we have Americans coming over here, and when they see a McDonald's, they need to have some sort yeah. of yeah. familiarity. They're with not it. using like the like the meat from their their you know whatever, no, the, whatever it, they. They source it locally. They source it locally. I've they do. Heard, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, the beef, it, it is sourced locally a lot of times, but it's just uh, with McDonald's. And anywhere, uh, a lot of other burger joints, they'll sure. do their own mixture. But at McDonald's, it's pretty consistently bad, just like in the U.S. Okay. So, <laughs> so I'm ragging on McDonald's a lot right now. I'm a Burger King guy, but. <laughs> not, not to be ignorant, but to be kosher, it has to be blessed by a rabbi. Mm. Or does it just have to? It has to be killed in a certain way, um, and it has to like be overseen. Way, right? It has to be overseen by a rabbi, and it has. I, we should just ask Rebbe. She's upstairs. Yeah. Uh, uh, it just has to be. Um, uh, I think it, you have to use every part of the animal for it to be kosher. There's kosher no ways. Kosher mean clean. I don't is that know. what that means? I don't know. Again, my wife yeah. is Israeli yeah, and she's up. Okay. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll look it up. We'll look it up. Yeah. But it does have to be blessed by Rabbi. So, yeah. okay. You you got orders from work. Yep. You found out where you're going. Yep. Okay. You're, you're packed. Got my shots. You you checked into the yeah. centers. You got your shots yep. up to date. Yep. You went on the website. Yep. Uh, Signed up for alerts. Did all, all that the stuff. alerts. Yep. Now, now. I you, haven't packed yet. Okay. So wait a minute. So signed up for the alerts that yeah they that, send you alerts. Okay. They'll send you either text message or email alerts when, with when you sign up with the state.gov. Yeah. Okay. Or right. international SOS or some type of service yeah. like that, and that has come in handy in the past where it's like, oh, let's go out to this place, and then you get an alert, and it's like uh, there's uh, protesters in this. It happened to me in, uh, when I was in Ghana. Okay. Uh, a few years back, hmm. it was like. There's protesters here. Um, there was something happening with the um, uh, elections or something, and uh, they were protesting. And the restaurant we wanted to go to was dead center in the protest. And that's what I'm saying. There's people that would be like, "Yeah, let's just go. It's just they're not not going to affect it." Screw you that, man. Don't know. Never. If you're with a group of people, the one thing I really hated doing was going with people that I didn't know how they traveled, right? Um, I'd rather travel by myself than go with a coworker who I've never traveled with or I've never heard how they travel mm. just because I feel responsible for that coworker. Mm. I feel responsible for that other person, right? And if they're... Um, <laughs> I ran into a situation where I had a sponsor... Uh, of a project go on a trip with me 
and they're for, they were born overseas they grew up overseas you just have that different different mindset right mm-hmm. and she was like oh this guy needs a ride we're we're giving him a ride and i was like i had the rental car it was under my name and i said no and this is the person that is giving my employer money to do the job and i said no she was like but and i was like absolutely not you don't know who this person is he is not you can you can call your own car you can find your own ride he is not getting in my car mm. so you, and that's you don't my take- that i was put in a situation and i net i would i i hated having to do that but it's like what are you doing this is some random guy in the middle of africa and you're offering to give him a ride in a it's and you're a woman <laughs> yeah as much as like, like you want to be a nice guy you you can't you take have, these risks sometimes. exactly especially like, I if have you're a in a family. foreign country yeah exactly <laughs> i don't want to die <laughs> yeah. who, who knows this guy in his backpack that he was carrying he has a machete and just goes crazy mm-hmm. yeah right or if you say something look at him wrong right it, it's never get yourself no matter who you i and that's why it's like i hate to travel with people i didn't know because of that situation i don't want to be unpredictable you know yeah you're almost like you have to oversee yes their behaviors you can't just you can't just relax yeah and it's not uh, like when you're overseas you have a hierarchy right i i didn't i was a civilian right right i usually do what they tell me to do yeah right yeah. but this was one of those cases where i would i i was not okay with that no i i like your approach i think it's i think it's very important and yeah. you know i wonder how i mean how much some of these like into international abductions or or anything Seriously. like that could, Can be, prevented. could be prevented by just like not draw like you said not drawing attention to yourself just yeah. sort of don't I've heard you of, have an Apple Watch, right? Yeah. Don't take it with you. You yeah. have a, a Citizen EcoDrive watch. It's a couple hundred dollars. Don't take it with you. Right. Go buy a $30 Timex. Yeah. That if someone sticks you up, that's like, yeah, dude, have it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, I don't care. Right. right. Don't bring all your best right. cool don't, gadgets no. to a, a place where they, you know, that would like change their life, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Or their month or, you know what I'm yes. saying? Yeah. It would. Because a bunch of people who, you know, a couple bucks a week would feed their whole family and you have like a $500 watch, you know, that's like the whole year's worth of food for them. Like, fuck, I'm going to rob that dude right now. Mm-hmm. Now, now let's, let's just be clear. We're not saying that any of the places that you've traveled to have been overly dangerous or... Or like you're just constant fear of your life, or or anything like that. It's just you want to just take precautions. You want right, yeah, uh, to an extent. Like, would you go? Would you go to like Chicago and just pick up a random guy in your car and be no. like, "Hey, man, what's up? Come no. on in." Why would you do that in I, another I country? Yeah. You know, that's what, that, I wouldn't even do that in the town I live in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm pretty comfortable in that town, but I'm like, oh, I'm picking that guy up. Yeah, I wouldn't pick up a hitchhiker. You know, I mean, these are. It's just these are different times, yeah. you know. Yeah. You know, we're we're beyond with the the ease of travel with the with internet with with you know everybody's just sort of nobody's staying in a tight knit community anymore. Yeah. Everybody's like 
traveling, moving around. There's a lot of moving parts. You can't just feel comfortable enough. It's not like back in the day in like the you know 40s and 50s where you knew everybody in town, yeah. you knew everybody's routine, and it was okay to be neighborly, I suppose, and pick up that stranger walking, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, mm-hmm. It's different now. It is. Yeah. I, and so it, it's a little bit different. So this is how I put it. There's in all the places I have ever been, there's very few places that I would take my family. Yeah. Right. Um, so uh, to answer your question, that that kind of like where I, I haven't feared for my life, but it's because there's only one place I've ever feared for my life. There was La Pesca, Mexico. Um, and La Pesca is between two drug cartels and La Setas. Yes. Okay. That's one in La Familia. Okay. Uh, and it's a port city. And how do you transfer transport trucks to the U.S. through water. water, right? So um, the, uh, we get to the hotel, and they give me a flak jacket and uh, military helmet. Kevlar, Kevlar, yeah, yeah. Kevlar vest. Put it on, and I'm like, "What is that?" And it's like, "That's what you have to wear." Do we have to wear it if you want to come on this trip? You do. So we go up, and I'm like, "All right, whatever." We pull out of the hotel. There is an F-150 with a um, grenade launcher on the top um, and a 50 cal, uh, F-150 with a 50 cal behind us. We take a turn. Grenade launcher being a Mark 19. Yeah, something like a that. grenade yeah. launcher machine gun? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mark 19, yeah. baby. All right. <laughs> and then we, we pull a Yui um, and an international truck full of Marines. That's how dangerous this place was. I believe, uh, for the record, I believe the Mark 19 can shoot, oh, God, um, at a, six to 900 grenades a minute or something like that. It it's was, like, it's no, it wasn't that God. big. It wasn't that, it wasn't that big. Okay. That's it, it crazy, has, yeah. dude. But yeah. maybe, it, maybe it, could be like three, it could be like three to 600 grenades a minute, something Holy like that. Holy shit. I thought it was going to say three to six or something. No, no, man. <laughs> It wasn't that big. It it had like a a decent cartridge and it was it was it was on a real it's a belt fed. It was belt fed, yeah. I don't think it was six that that's a lot of no 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 now, now let me be clear no, you're reloading. That, that's the capabilities of the uh, gun okay, that's okay, not okay. how big your you may not, your belt is yeah, okay. you're not having you don't have 600 grenades attached to your so belt so maybe it was maybe it was that's still but, and if you're rolling yeah. with the marines it's a mark yeah, 19 yeah. Yeah. not not our marines Oh, my yeah. skin marines. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, um, so, yeah, that probably old, was not the Mark no. 19. That's like one <laughs> of the places where I'm like scared the most to go is Mexico. I've heard so, I've heard so many stories where like people just get right out of the airport and then like people will pick them up as a taxi, but they'll just drive them down the road and be like, you just rob them. Those are oblivious. Again, it's. Is that just like it, some BS? Yeah, it's not BS. It happens, but it's because you're oblivious. Yeah. You didn't well, prep properly, right? Yeah, you didn't do your research. Yeah. The, 
at the Mexican airport, when you la- uh, land in Mexico City or any airport, there is a certified taxi stand. They give you a ticket. And that ticket, you take it to the taxi driver. The taxi driver takes the ticket and you know the taxi because it shows you what the taxi should look like on oh, the okay. ticket. Yeah, so you can't get tricked. You're like, if you go there, you, you go there completely oblivious and go, taxi! Yeah. And then some dude just comes it's up. It's not the U.S. <laughs> right. it's, yeah, it's not the U.S. Yeah. Right? And then they just drive you down the street and steal your shit. Yeah, exactly. Well, Worse. isn't, yeah. isn't also... Kidnap you. With whatever. Mexico, like... I've heard, I've heard stories where even pe- travelers, tourists, who get stopped by the police, yeah. and, and yeah, they just right. get robbed because... Whoa! <laughs> you know, for whatever reason, they're they're. I mean, they're either paid off, so or, or they're not actually really cops to begin I'm, with. No, they are cops. They are. Yeah, yeah. I heard. I there's want to a talk lot about of crazy. Ass. So like, there's Mexico. Uh, I'm gonna put a caveat on this. Yeah, Mexico is the most beautiful. Not the most beautiful, but one of the most beautiful countries. I had the pleasure of going through Mexico and seeing what Mexico really was. Um, We drove most, if not all, of the Gulf Coast uh, with uh, uh, with a whole bunch of cool dudes. We stopped by to local restaurants. Beautiful people, very warm people. But we never put ourselves in a situation where that would happen. Right, right. Right. Well, I mean, even if you're just driving in maybe like a rental car or something like that, and you get stopped by the local authority, I mean, you're just, you you think, okay, it's the cops. You need to obey. But that's not going to happen in the middle of the day. That's going to happen in the middle of the night. How do you know you you did not do something wrong to begin with? So, so you're being stopped by the local police. Yeah. Of course you're going to stop so, and be like, you know, officer or... And this is where the embassy comes into play. In Mexico, the embassy briefs you and in that email. And they yeah, say, yeah, yeah. If, if you are stopped or if you get into an accident, do not stop your vehicle. Wow. Drive to the closest police station and, and get out. Don't get out of your vehicle. Uh, call the police, right? If you are stopped by a police officer, don't open your window fully. Just r- crack your window so they can hear you. That's it. What if they go get out of the car? Don't get out of the car. Don't get out. Don't listen to the police. <laughs> what if they draw their I, firearm? Like, yeah, what, seriously. Like, dude, it, it's. I mean, I, I feel I'm like not gonna. I'm not gonna tell anyone to, not. To, I'm not, not gonna. It. It. There isn't a steadfast rule, right? Yeah, on yeah. it. But it's just there's there's certain things where. Things are going to happen. Just try to avoid them by putting yourself, not putting yourselves in those situations. Like, don't drive at night. There yeah. are certain parts that they tell you to take, take away from. Hell, don't don't rent a car overseas. It's cheap enough to rent a driver. <laughs> right. Yeah, mm-hmm. seriously. Right. Just you know. pay the extra money and rent a driver. Take the extra steps. Yes. Minimize the unnecessary yes. risks. Yeah. And you be a smart traveler. Yeah, you can't get rid of them, but you can mitigate them. Yes. Right. And so, you can prepare for the eventualities. So, on top of going to the state.gov yeah. website and all that, and doing all the official um, stuff that you outlined, getting your vaccinations and, and, and all that stuff, is there any extra research that you do beforehand? Like, do you look up Wikipedia articles or local news articles from those countries or anything like that, like that you do on your own? Or do you just use those resources? 
I use those resources and also um, I, I I was only in uh, w- traveling like for work yeah. um, for nine years yeah. ish. Um, so I really leaned heavily on the contacts I made. Okay. Like, have okay. you ever been to this country? Yeah. Where should I go? Like, what restaurant yeah. should I hit up? So you Stuff knew like you that. had I knew people, people like, that had already been yeah. there, and you re- reached out to them. That, yep. that, that's a pretty phone. good. Yeah. 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 If you have the big the best resource is someone who has been in the military. Okay. Or um, uh, embassy officer. Yeah. Yeah. The best. Be- they get you. All the inns, they get you all the restaurants, they get you uh, what hotels to stay at, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So those are, I really leaned heavily on them. Yeah. Um, and I'm a, I feel, I can, I try to be a social bumblebee. Yeah. Just because of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just because of that. The more people you know, the better yeah. your trip is going to be, right? The, and yeah. So. Yeah. Contacts, networking, yeah. that Network- kind of stuff. Very important. Yeah. Okay. So, are you packed yet? Where are we? I pa- I packed the morning of. Okay. Okay. For a two week trip. Yeah. To Africa, I end up packing the morning of, <laughs> or the night before. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So you're packed it's, up. Yeah. Duffel bag. Uh yes. Do not if you are able bodied. Do not waste money on ten pounds of luggage. <laughs> it's ten. So. Uh, so ten Meaning pounds. Like no checked bags. If you don't have to. Okay. Um. So the so, pack. We're at packing. So don't get hard hard luggage. Mm-hmm. It weighs too much, right? Um, Ooh, that's a good tip because yeah. you pay by weight, right? Exactly. Ah. Right. Okay. Don't. And that's where they get you. It's uh. And if you're you are gonna overpack, overpack, right? If you're gonna be over fifty pounds. Just go to 70. Get your money's worth. Because they charge you from, it's from 50 to 70, 70 to 100. Mm-hmm. Or 150 or something like that. And then that, that beyond that, they won't, they won't take it. Right? Okay. They won't take the weight. They just say, no, we're not yeah, taking it. We're not taking it. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, so, um, if certain airports restrict you on even, even more. Like we will not carry like the union will not allow their baggage handlers oh, to yeah. carry more than a hundred pounds. Yeah. So yeah. even though the airline will allow you to take more than a hundred pounds, you can't take a hundred yeah. more than a hundred pounds. Um, so uh, if you're able-bodied, get that. Uh, your duffel bag. Um, Coleman makes a really good. Uh, I, I don't want to say really good because it broke the first trip, but um, the zipper <laughs> broke. Sound really good. The zipper broke, but it's uh, a roller bag with wheels. Um, a lot okay. of companies make them now. Yeah, I've, I've seen yeah. those around. A duffel yeah. bag. Yeah. Uh, uh, sorry, a duffel bag with wheels. Yeah. Right. Lightweight. Yeah. Uh, for example, uh, three jeans is ten pounds. Mm. Right. So it's either you take the three jeans or you decide to uh, get your fancy rollerboard or your fancy luggage, right? Mm-hmm. Your nice hard. Oh, I spent uh, $300 on this piece of luggage. Yeah. You, then you're going to spend another 300 or pack less yeah. because of the weight of that luggage, right? Um, always pack two. Uh, when traveling internationally, always pack two underwears, two socks, uh, uh, kind of uh, day clothes and w- something else. Toothbrush, toothpaste, everything in your carry-on. 
Okay. And in just in case your stuff gets mixed up it, or lost. It will get lost. Yeah. <laughs> How many times uh, have you lost a bag? Uh, or, or let me let me clarify. Yeah. The airline has lost your luggage. Yeah. How many times has that happened? Probably like four or five times. Wow. Okay. Uh, Mexico, I got my luggage the day before I left. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, yeah. damn. A week, okay. How a long were you out there? At least you got okay. it, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At least, yeah. Were I got there any my, trips you didn't get it back? Uh, no, I've never, I've ha- heard of that happening, but I've always gotten my luggage. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. I mean, I want to tell a little story unrelated. I mean, it is kind of related to this, but I remember going to California and driving from, um, not driving, flying from Massachusetts to California. And um, the only thing I had on my carry-on was a guitar because I didn't want to get broken. <laughs> and it was like a brand new nice car that I was like obsessed with. And um, everybody... I don't know why, but nowadays everybody does carry-ons and they bring all their luggage on. They're trying to fit those big hard cases up yep. there. Yeah. So then people like me, all I, I didn't bring any carry-ons. All I brought was my guitar and a soft case. And like, oh the you know, there's no room for anything else. And I'm like, well this guy's got three pieces of luggage. All I have is this. Why do I have to put mine under? Why can't you put one of his hard cases? And they're like, I'm like, this is gonna break. This is a really nice guitar. They're like, no, 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 we'll put a fragile tag on it, blah, blah, blah. I get it back when I land in California, and the whole the whole neck is just completely snapped. Of course. And I was like, what the... And then I didn't get my bags that day. I had to drive to San Francisco and then drive back to the airport the next day, which was like two hours away, to get my luggage that they didn't even give me. Wow. I was like, this... Wait, no. So that that has changed. Yeah. Uh, because you don't... You don't... Uh, this, was, this was probably five years ago, but yeah. I was... Pissed. You don't drive anywhere for your luggage. You, they'll they'll ship you, it to you. They have to. Oh, see, they I had to drive to. back to the airport the next day to pick my stuff up. They have to route your luggage to you. No, mm. oh. see, yeah. I was a noob. I didn't know shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, did they did they compensate you for the broken guitar? Uh, it was like a like... whole bunch of BS. They gave me a bunch of these forms, and like I couldn't prove the worth of the guitar technically. And like they put me, I could have got money back for it. I probably could have got like a couple hundred bucks, but I would have had, I had to fill out a bunch of stuff. I just landed into San Francisco. I was going to be there for like three months. And I was like, by the time I left, I didn't even have the forms anymore. And I was like, fuck this. Damn, man. It sucked though. I still have the guitar. I ended up kind of fixing it, <laughs> but I mean, it's so hard trying to fix a neck of a guitar yeah. when it's broken yeah, it's like that. But yeah, yeah that sucked. So, Sorry, keep right. going. So no. we're your <laughs> side you're, note. You're packing carry up carry on. Car- definitely take stuff and carry on. Um, uh, yeah, if you're packing uh, or if you're know you're overweight, get a get a scale. Um, if you're overweight, go overweight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Always- so you should pre-weigh your luggage yes. before you get to the airport, the- so you don't have to mess with like moving stuff around yeah. or leaving something behind or however there, that works. There's another trick that um, that I use, which is um, packing an empty duffel bag inside of my luggage mm. and inside of my check luggage. And that can save you hundreds of dollars. Like I said, three... Wait, wait, wait. wait. Say, say that An again. empty duffel. Yes. An empty sports duffel bag. On your bag carry-on? Inside of your, uh, inside of your check luggage. Check luggage. Right? Because if you could fit it on the duffel... No. Because if you're overweight... Like I said, three jeans are is ten pounds. Right. If you're at sixty, and the airline is charging you seventy five dollars for that ten pounds, 
Just take the three uh, the three uh, jeans out. Put it in that duffel bag. And put it in that oh, duffel I see. bag. And have yeah. a second check bag yes. for, yeah. and for cheaper. A second, uh, what people don't understand is that a second check bag is a lot cheaper than an overweight charge. Mm. Ah. That's a good, good tip. That's a damn good yeah. tip, man. Yeah. That. A second check bag is a lot cheaper. A second check bag is usually like 50 to 75 bucks. Mm-hmm. An overweight bag is... Uh, like per pound or something? Or? No, no, no. It's not per pound. It's uh, sorry. It's a Cefi. It's like it's a hundred bucks for fifty to seventy or seventy-five, and then from seventy-five to a hundred something, it's absurd. It's mm-hmm. like yeah. something like four hundred bucks or something. Yeah. So I'm interested in this. Isn't like this is these rates are for going across to another country? No, it's it's general. Yeah. So I'm interested in like um, I'm interested in going to Utah next year and yeah. hunting. Yeah, and then. If I get an elk, I was told put it in like uh, nice coolers or put it yeah. in coolers and then fly them home. Yeah. But if I had like you know five like five or six coolers with like hundred pounds each, or even more, they might not take that because of the union thing, Correct. right? No, well, in the U.S., or it, they'll it's take, gonna or it's gonna cost me a crap ton of money to ship it. It's gonna right? cost you a crap ton of money either way. Wow. Like your first check bag. Your first uh, um, not uh, check bag is uh, twenty five bucks. Yeah. Uh, well, this is kind of standard. Um, the second is fifty. The third is a hundred, and then it just keeps going. If it's up. under a certain weight. No, that's fifty pounds. Fifty. Twenty three kilograms. Yeah, but like fifty a, pounds. A picture like a Yeti, the biggest Yeti cooler. No, full don't, of meat. you don't want to get a Yeti cooler. <laughs> but if you're, <laughs> you're shipping, if you're shipping elk back though, yeah, you want no, to keep. You don't. You don't. You don't want to do that. No. <laughs> Think about it. It's, it's going to be cheaper heavy to have is it. a Yeti cooler. <laughs> yeah. It's so heavy. It's so heavy. Yeah, you want to get one of those cheap styrofoam things, put it in a cardboard box and tape the crap out of it. Yeah. That's what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Huh. What, in your, I, I mean, I guess, that, I guess to, that makes sense because it's not like you're flying for 40 hours. You're no. flying for... Yeah. Right. The four thing. and a half hours it takes right. from Utah to Mass. Another thing, it's Maybe negative that. fifty-five degrees in the airplane. That's not heated oh, underneath is. there. Exactly. I didn't yeah. know it was that yeah. cold. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't right. realize it was that cold. Negative fifty-five? It's absurdly cold up there. Dang. I did. I did hear a thing. I where, don't know um, if it's negative fifty-five. But no, yeah, it's it's, it's, it's cold, cold, but it's not. Yeah, it's I, did, I was gonna say. It's I did cold. hear a weird thing unrelated to like luggage and crap, but um, people who are like, "Oh, I'm gonna put my carry-on for the plane. It's gonna be a parachute." Have you ever heard like people say that? And they're like, and sometimes they're like, "Yeah, you can bring that on." And other people are like, "Why do you need a parachute?" Well, just in case the plane starts going down, I can just jump out. That's I- a like. like- a nightmare. I don't know who would do that. How would? How the hell would you well, get it someone, through uh, security, TSA? Well, it's, all it is is a backpack, and you just put your bag in, and it's just full of cloth. TSA is going to have to... You better be really good at packing a parachute, because TSA is going to open that thing up and <laughs> right, be like, right. what the hell is well, this? Well, people who, who do pair, who are professionals, they just pack their bag. They can pack it in minutes. They can technically take it out. But this wasn't really about that. It was like, you're already on the plane... Then they say, okay, say that the plane's going down, you jump out. When you're that high, it's so friggin' cold up there, you're gonna die before you even, like, get to a warmer, you know? And there's no oxygen. And yeah, there's no oxygen out. to hold your breath and all this stuff, and it's that's not those, it's not really a reasonable thing, you're still gonna die. <laughs> those ha- That's why those Halo guys have them, like the oxygen mask. Yes. Yeah. 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 
high altitude, low. low I don't know if yeah. it was like yeah. if it was it was like one of those man, it wasn't Mansers, but it was like kind of like that on Spike. Like, oh, yeah, could you survive? You jumped out of a plane with Burger. Oh! Like, <laughs> I remember like, that People show. who do yeah, yeah, jump yeah. out of planes, it's way way less in height. You know, yeah. ten thousand feet versus what thirty or forty thousand. Thirty-seven. You know. All right, there you yeah. go. So. No, whatever. It's cold up there. It's cold. I didn't think it was negative fifty-five. Uh, well, it's like, no, you, you hear it's not negative fifty-five. You hear negative fifty-five. Not even gonna bother fact checking. <laughs> nope. <laughs> negative shift of fact. I mean, you hear about those people who like stow away, like climb onto the like the wheel <laughs> of the Dude, landing gear. I have a question. What about like pets? You bring your pet on. Do they have um, a pets have a special compartment? They have a special compartment. It is pressurized and it is heated. Is it scary? Huh? You think it's scary? Would you be scared? Is it dark? It's just like pitch dark and it's like. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I really don't know. I want to know what it. Like, imagine if you could. Like, oh. this is a good idea. You want to put you in a crate, man? Dress me up as a dog. Put me in the crate and see how far I can get oh away with it. I just heard of this. You want? You want to be a Dalmatian? <laughs> <laughs> Give me a leash and a collar. Beat me when I do bad things. <laughs> <laughs> this seems like a fantasy, oh, not an experiment. <laughs> I like getting smacked around. <laughs> so, oh man. Okay. Along those lines, yeah. I saw recently where they're they're thinking of making. Uh, the underside of an airplane like on these long haul flights um you pay extra and it's a full bed ah, pressurized full bed yes wow let me tell cool. you dude that's but like what, what that's, like a that's some belt. fifth element stuff right yeah. there yeah yeah it's like good but, night yeah. But, <laughs> yeah think about it th- those th- these airplanes are humongous like yeah. a a triple seven is huge an A380 even bigger I've never been on a plane like I've never been on a I think I've only been on one plane every time I fly and it's just a very standard plane where there's like there's three rows on each side and that's it but I've seen like where there's a middle row that's yep. a 747 right that's a 747 uh, so no no uh, and then there's so two sides what you're usually flying on like what Southwest has or something like that that's 3-3 three, three. yeah that's it um, and that's like an one A3 one row yeah uh uh, two row. Well, yeah. One like walking row. Yeah, yeah. W- one aisle. Yeah, one aisle. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's usually uh, A320, A319 uh, for Airbus, and it's uh, Boeing 737. So then there's another one where there's like a there's like a row in the middle, and there's two aisles, right? Yeah, there's those are your long, your wide body long haul. Uh, that's that's your triple seven. That's your seven forty seven. That's your A three eighties. Where it's either two uh, two five two four two or three five three. Wait, aisles in the damn three five what's, three. Yeah. What's the plane that has like a staircase? Yeah, and there's like, like another set. I've been on one of those. So you that is a seven forty. Yeah. So there's two now. I want to know about that seven forty seven, which has the uh, the bubble. At the top. Yeah, that's business class, right? Uh, sometimes, yes. Most of the time, yes. I flew business yes. class to uh, Kuwait on my nice. second deployment. Did you choose yeah. to do that? Or like- well, so, <laughs> interestingly enough, like, when everybody's, like, loading onto the plane, okay, mm. they, depending on your rank or, you know... Um, They'll ask for volunteers, and it's usually like the newer, you know, the newer boots. Mm-hmm. And 
you'll be asked to do a work detail and you load the plane. Mm-hmm. So you're loading the, like all like the sea bags, all yeah. the luggage, every all the gear, everything. Yeah. And interestingly enough, at the end of this, I I don't know if I was. I think I probably just volunteered to do it, move the bags. And when we were done, they're like, "Okay, cool. All you guys are loaded the plane. You go up right upstairs. You got business class." And we flew business class across. Like it was like a. You get treated like business class too. It was like a fifteen hour flight. Uh, the there was two two seats, two leather fully reclinable seats on, on each side. Yep. Super wide. Yep. Man, it nice was living high. the dream. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> but like you board the plane, you go in. You it's the double aisle, seven forty seven style. Mm-hmm. But it had the bubble at the top. Yep. And you actually had to walk up a staircase, and and in there it had like it was a single aisle with the the big seats on each side, yep. and then through at the end of that aisle it was the cockpit of the plane yeah. it's not and uh, people think that bubble is big it's probably a 15 rows big it's yeah, not yeah. that They're bubble super isn't, small. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. not huge um there's the second one now is the a380 and the a380 is full length dang there's it's a, a there's a there's floor. a second it's the second floor the yes. length of the plane yeah have you been on one of those? That's yes. crazy. That is the if you want to fly in comfort, it is <laughs> the quietest. And you don't get an aisle in that thing and bring two pillows because you will not be able to the the curvature mm-hmm. is so big you won't be able to lean on the, the window. I had ah uh, okay. So I so I that was the it's the quietest ride. It's. A marvelous airplane. Yeah, I actually rerouted myself to go, uh, to do that yeah. <laughs> to fly on that airplane. Uh, it's it's super quiet and it's like I filled. I asked for more pillows and I filled in that that space and I leaned over and it was basically like having another seat to yourself. Mm. That's how far. That's how how the curvature is and it's, it's great. And it's a second floor. And certain airlines will buy those, like Singapore. They'll buy those top floor. Ten thousand dollar suites, full shower, full bathroom. What? In, Wait, yeah. What? Yeah. The A three eighty is. I could be yeah. scrubbing my balls while yep. I'm flying. You can uh, shower. Yep. And Singapore you Airlines. Have like a little studio apartment up there. <laughs> yes, actually. <laughs> Dang, that's crazy. Other, other so other how does airlines? that work with seatbelts and all that BS? Like, no, oh, you, you, you still have your seatbelt while you shower. You still- Huh? While you shower? No, not while you shower. No, the, the, you don't have to be sitting down all the time in an airplane either. Yeah. You're now free to roam about the cabin. Imagine yeah. being, hey, imagine, imagine getting one of those suites in an airplane. Excuse me, being you're from, not free to roam around the cabin. You're now free to scrub your balls. Yeah. <laughs> no, imagine, imagine being like the seatbelt light goes on. Like, all right, I'm going to go and take a shower. And you get a completely naked. No, you can't do that. Of, you can't take a shower? No, you can't do that. When they have the seatbelt light on, they no, don't no, have. No, I know. When dude, the seatbelt light comes off. They know ahead of time. They know ahead of time when they're going to hit turbulence. And they go, hey, we're going to hit a bunch of turbulence. Yes. <laughs> Actually, no, I listened to a podcast about this. I think it was a Stuff You Should Know podcast. Oh, about nice. It's a short stuff about turbulence. Yeah. And the way, like, the way they can detect all of these, they can almost, they can predict. Um, they use word of mouth from all the flights. All I mean, there's yep. thousands upon yeah. thousands of planes and pilots yeah. flying all over the airspace. Jesus, what was that? They can, That's my oldest. <laughs> they can report turbulence. They can. Yeah. Basically, we have pretty good, damn good technology to yeah. predict when you're going to fly into some turbulent air. Correct. Yeah. Correct. 
Um, I'm just imagining being naked in the shower. No you're all lathered up. You start getting swung around. There's people that are just like walking, not even in a slippery surface that died because of the turbulence. Jeez. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. So we've already oh, we've packed. We're packed. We're done. We're packed. Yeah. We're good. Now, what's what about the etiquette with boarding a plane, getting on the plane? It starts before then. It's Would it's. You- I. <sighs> Whenever I go on a trip, I get into a mindset. I have a routine. Shower before you go to the airport. Mm-hmm. Right, pack, do everything. Pack the car. Shower before. How much Taco Bell do you eat before you go on the plane? <laughs> That's actually None. not true. That's no, 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 no. I'm disagreeing with Willie. Yeah. <laughs> you want you want to start your trip with a good in a uh, cinnamon a cinnamon before the flight or after the flight. <laughs> Willie is shaking his head. <laughs> why no Taco Bell? Well, why no Taco Bell? So uh, how much? Get, so why no Taco Bell? Yes. You don't know if that plane is good. so. On a short flight, fine. Taco Bell. On a ten-hour flight, you don't know if that airplane if that airplane bathroom is going to. What's the Taco Bell going to do to me? Nothing, because you're Nothing. immune to the Dude, Taco Bellness. You're immune to. It doesn't matter Taco Bell. It's, okay, he's it's just saying any food in, in general. In okay. general, yeah. In go. general, that's what I wanted. No, you're, you're attacking no, my no, beloved Taco Bell. No, 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 I'm, I'm not attacking Taco Bell. No, no, no. This, epi- this episode of the podcast is sponsored by Taco, Taco Bell. Bell. No, it isn't. It is not. But it, but it could be. It could. Be. No. <laughs> what I'm oh, what please, I'm saying is any food, any food, just be careful. With your food, because I've been on an air on an aircraft on a, a long haul flight. Twenty minutes into the flight, bloop, there goes the airplane bathroom. There's two bathrooms left. Those have a capacity. People don't know that those have oh, a capacity. Oh, okay. What do you mean? Okay, they fill up. Like you, you can only poop so much into <laughs> yeah. the tank. You're saying after 20 minutes that toilet just no. Like full? One of the one of the uh, bathrooms what? is go- is done. Right, stop, something happens. Stop, stop working. Yeah. Yeah. So now you have an entire aircraft, airplane, because they're not going to let you use the first class one. An entire airplane, uh, like a main bathroom. cabin, sharing two bathrooms, Dang. three bathrooms, and then you fill it up. Then you got to hold it in. Yeah. They don't just launch that stuff out into the world. No. I hear stories all the time of like frozen poop. <laughs> you in can. Houses. You can over the ocean. They'll drop it. Yeah. What was that, Joe Dirt? Was that yeah, look, 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 yeah, look at this was thing. Yeah. I'm rich, baby. It was a meteor that fell out of the sky. <laughs> so uh, for me, uh, for me, uh, I always shower. Yep. Um, dress comfy. Dress oh. comfy. Yeah. Like I think that goes. Yeah. yeah. Com- comfy, but like, like leather pants and a leather jacket. <laughs> So we're, we're not ahead, talking Seth. like and sweatpants like, and a sweatshirt. I am right? talking sweatpants. You and are. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yes. Um, bring a zippered, a zippered uh, jacket. Okay. Don't bring a hoodie that yeah. you have to lift yeah. over your head. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've made that mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, bring a zippered jacket, right, and bring a winter hat. Yep. Some cabin crews like it really cold, and the hardest thing to do is keep your head warm. Mm. Right. Bring a, win- a winter hat. Yep. Um. So. Uh, do that. Um, sh- I always showered. I had a uh, had a decent meal. Used the restroom and then uh, and then go. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I say it's a mindset that starts before, once you get into an airport, you're no longer in control of yourself. 
Mm-hmm. So these people are in control of you. The people checking your back, the people at the counter, um, the people allowing you through TSA, TSA themselves, um, the gate agents, right? You don't know how many upgrades I have gotten just by being nice to someone. Can you give a, a like a story? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Let's hear it. First time flying in a 747, right? Um, usually those uh, the flights from Boston to Europe are done in like a triple seven or an A three thirty. Definitely, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, check your seat map before you go. Check in early and check your seat map. Seat Guru, check. Seat Guru gives you uh, what seats. This you is a should. website. Yes. Seat Guru. Seat Guru. Okay. Yes. Um, just because you get an exit row, for example, just because you get an exit row doesn't mean it's comfortable. Okay. Um, in a seven, uh, in a triple seven, an exit row, um, an exit row aisle, uh, an exit row aisle, good. An exit row window puts you right in, right next to. Um, right in back of the emergency exit and it bumps out so you have less room <laughs> than ah, you think right that sucks. Yeah. I think I had that seat once yeah. I was like what the shit is yeah. this and you think my, cause it's, like, it's, it's two, like a wheel well right yeah it's two exit uh, two two seats and then the the um, exit the emergency exit and then behind it it's three and you're like there's no seat in front of me uh, no there is a big door mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> Um, okay, so, Seat Guru. Seat Guru, yeah. Okay, they, what they is that? They tell you all that. It's uh, an app or a website that you go to, and it tells you, hey, this is an exit row, but be careful because of this. Oh, um, so do you give them, like, the plane information? It doesn't help yes. you? Or, no, no, no. The plane information is on your seat, uh, oh. on your ticket. Okay, okay. Um, on your itinerary. It tells you what plane you're flying, who it's operated by, um, all it that stuff. It you the person who's flying it? No. No, who uh, oh, they, operated by so Del, uh, so oh, okay. I, I purchased a Delta ticket, but it's operated by a subcontractor to Delta. Okay, right, right, right. Um, so check that um, and uh, get to the airport, uh, and I go and I know I have a main cabin seat. In Air, I'm flying Air France. Uh, by the way delicious food on Air France. <laughs> all the wine you can drink. Really? It's free? Yes. Yeah, all international flights have free alcohol. What? <laughs> Wait, for real? Yeah. Can all you- international flights have free alcohol? Yeah. As much as you Hell want? Hell yeah, man. Get drunk yes. on the plane. We'll get to that. And no, don't do that. <laughs> I, I don't want to get drunk on the plane? No. With a belly full of Taco Bell? No. Okay. <laughs> okay, but um, uh, so I, I go to the uh, the gate agent, and there's a, already a long line, and he's like, "Nope, we can't we can't fit seats. We can't do seats. We can't do seats. We can't do seats." And he already said no to three people, and I'm in France, and I learned French specifically for this, um, and I said in French, I said, "Hi, my name is William. I'm just looking. Uh, how are you? Do you speak English?" Uh, bonjour, je m'appelle William. William uh, parle, uh, uh, anglais. Okay. And, that's, and he's like, yeah, I speak English. Don't worry. Thank you. The French love that. Just for you to make that effort. If you're going to any French, just make that effort. Learn one phrase, that phrase, a few phrases, right? It's just for the effort. Um, learn so the basic learn greetings. Learn the basics. Hello. Yes. The basics of, of Proper their... Proper greetings. 
uh, bonjour isn't all, always the uh, the proper greeting, right? Is it dependent on like the the like time the, of day, right? Oh, uh, it is. Okay. So, um, you uh, in certain countries like mm-hmm. uh, Italian, buonasera, good night, mm-hmm. or a good evening, okay. right? Um, so it, it all depends. Learn a few phrases. It doesn't hurt you to hurt, learn a few yeah. phrases, yeah. and it goes a long way. So I go and I tell him, and he's like, and I'm like. Listen, I understand that there's no seats. I'm just wondering, here's my ticket. Uh, if there's a wait list, I would love to be on it, blah, blah. It diff- I, it's a long flight. So I'm like, if I have to pay a little extra. And it just so happens, he's like, uh, before I could even get through my explanation or me, he's like, he puts up his hand, says, like, kind of stop talking. Um, and I'm like, okay. Starts clicking, click, 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 click. Here's your new ticket. He stands up. He's my height. And he puts me top seat exit row of the 747. Now, for for clarification for those listening at home, Willie. Six up. You're six foot seven. So you're you're talking hoping you get a better seat? Just just an exit row or um, you got to pay a little bit extra for economy comfort nowadays, which is uh, more more room. So Mm -hmm. an exit row is considered economy comfort or preferred seating. You got to pay a little bit. I don't mind paying a little bit extra for those things, right? Yeah. And I'll give you a little tip on that too. Um, so I, I just just ask. What's yeah. the worst they can say? No. And then you still got a, your own seat. Yeah. Right. Just yeah. ask and but, be courteous but be and be courteous nice. and polite about yes. it. Yeah. Don't yes. Don't be like what the fuck you can't yes, accommodate me exactly can't you see I'm six foot seven can you <laughs> see I'm a, from no, the United States of a USA free country America yeah and you start chanting USA again yeah no <laughs> don't chant don't USA again <laughs> um, and he put me up there and I had more room than I could think of nice that's right. good man yeah um, so when I say everyone you get in your mind when the to make your trip good Go to the airport with the mindset, these people control my life. Mm-hmm. Dude. I am sucking up. I am doing whatever I need for these people. There's- Their service is servicing you. And the the thing that people um, get wrong is that you paid for your ticket, so they owe me something. Yeah. No. If you change that mindset to say, I paid for my ticket, they are providing me, they are already providing me the service. I need to provide them something, right? It just goes, it makes your trip a lot less stressful mm-hmm. and it you get so much more yeah. from well, it's it. I think that's a tip in, in general for yeah, life. Treat people right? good like, and they'll treat you good. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, or any job that you're paying a, a service for someone, still treat them with, even though with you're respect, paying yeah. for, for a service to be performed, yes. like still treat those people with respect. It will go a long way. Yeah. General courtesy when you get to the airport. Just be nice to everyone in a freaking uniform. Just be nice to them. Yeah. yeah. Like, you're not going to do anything. You're not going to make your trip better by yelling at someone mm-hmm. or getting mad about something that you don't need to get mad at. Of course. Like, things happen. I mean, it, it's like, it is all good people and are great, people. but to be devil's advocate, it seems like those, the, like, stewardess and all, all the people who work for the TSA, it seems like they have, like, this this authority that other jobs don't have even though it's a private business it's not uh it's not really a government TSA is. thing tsa yeah. is but like the stewards they aren't right but they think it's like they have this authority where they can just like yeah you know what we don't like okay we're gonna kick you off 
Yeah, but have you have you ever been kicked off a flight for just d- no. being courteous and nice and like? No, no. But I've seen I've seen. <laughs> you're some not stuff. being devil's advocate because it's like if you're courteous and nice, you're not going to be in the. Bar. I have seen situations where like uh, the public was against the the flights or the plane. Uh, the cabin crew. The cabin crew. You know, in like getting uh, kicked off for like an invalid reason, right? Or, or like getting tased or something yeah. like that. Well, and they're I mean, like, "Whoa, what dude, is like?" And they always unreasonable people, and those people usually get the light shined on them because it makes for better news. Yeah, but I know? mean, there was a stretch of like, um, was it JetBlue? I don't know what United airline. was. It United? Got, yeah, United. Up, that, there was like a whole string of events. But yeah, like, but you don't understand that. How many flights are there a day? They asked right, them, right. you know. Yeah, but they asked that guy to give up his seat it's like you airlines overbook because they know they generally people miss their flights mm. right generally so they overbook so they You're sell over, seats yeah than they have they sell more than they than they have that's why where you get like hey, we're looking for volunteers blah blah right they they count on people missing flights yeah. Okay. That guy was told you have to give up your seat because there's a cabin crew or someone that needs to have this seat, right? Like, if this person is not in your seat right now, there's going to be a, like a, a waterfall effect, right? So I'm an airline attendant and I and I'm trying to make it to Utah, right? I'm trying to make it to Utah from Boston. I have to be on that flight because if I don't make it to Utah on, at this time, my next flight is going to be delayed mm. and someone is going to have to be pulled or called in from another flight. Okay. And then they reach their flight hours and then that's delay. That's another delay. And that delay causes other delays. Right. So it's a snowball effect. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's like, wait, so how do they determine like why this guy, why do they, it's why, random. Is this, why do they target this guy in particular? It's random. This is a paying customer <laughs> yeah. who, who has a destination, <laughs> Thank you. who yeah. has a destination and why a place he? to be. Yeah. Why is it that he, an airline it's will, not the airlines, yeah. like why, it's not this guy's problem that the airline overbooks and, and that's, they, that's BS. Yeah, that's, that, that, that's a that, BS that, excuse. That's fine. That's fine. It's their mistake, but not his. They're not going to leave you stranded. And if he was nicer, he would have gotten compensated. I'm, uh, I was, um, uh, uh, I was compensated a round trip U.S. air ticket, uh, U.S. like yeah, US, right. uh, continental U.S. Uh, from United because they, I forget what they did. They did something. It's like if you're courteous to them, they will compensate you. Yeah, yeah, sure, no, handsomely. No, I, I agree. And it's a go, random, you know, and it's a random thing. It's like. Uh, this is the list of standby customers, and that that uh, that'll be a good segue into my next point, where uh, the class of your ticket matters, right? Really? So the class of your ticket, yeah, it does matter. Like check- when I'm boarding, yeah. It, it, like when it, you like- buy your ticket, when you buy your ticket, um, you you get a class, right? You're in the main cabin, but you get a class within the main cabin, right? Right, right. right. The higher class, there's two things that happens. You can select your seat. Mm-hmm. Higher chance of getting upgraded, um, and general other stuff, right? Um, but they'll they'll probably. I'm. This is me guessing at it, right? Okay. They probably selected a low class, a, a person who paid the least for their ticket, right? Who paid the least for their ticket, so the compensation doesn't have to be that much, right? Mm-hmm. And it's at random. Yeah. Right. Oh, this is the this is the group in the main cabin. You, 
It's random. Yeah. And what are you going to do by yelling at the stewardess? It's the computer that's doing it. They that probably, stewardess that doesn't have anything to do with it. They're people. They're just. They're also people. It was probably an Put algorithm tough, that failed them, right? Yeah. They're like, okay, we know that at this and time of day, that. this certain flight, like, there's this many people on average that usually drop out of this type of flight. Right. And then the algorithm just got it wrong that one time. So, right. or, I mean, I'm sure it happens more than once a day, but... and. To, it, but no, and, I, I understand it's, yeah. it's people, yeah. and I'm all I'm courteous to basically yeah. everybody I meet. Right. No, because yeah. I'm not them. I'm not it's a, their job, exactly. You know? And and I totally understand. Yeah. I'm just trying to see it. I'm just trying to see it from the other. I'm yeah. just kind of pointing from this guy's perspective. Course, like yeah. I've always hated when an airline overbooks a flight. Though. Yeah, yeah. I have. Uh, I I'm like, why do you have to overbook? But again, you overbook because that's that's pollution. That's time. That's money. Well, it's mm-hmm. a business. It yeah, is a business. Exactly. It's a business. For, uh, for example, um, I've flown to Israel twice, and I've had three or more seats to myself. Dang. On U.S. Airways. Where's U.S. Airways now? I don't know. Nowhere. They don't exist anymore. Yeah, they were They got observed. bought out by American. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right? It's all dollars. Butts and seats are dollars. So if I overbook a flight... The PR hit that I'm going to take by kicking someone out is going to be a lot less than the money that I'm going yeah. to lose that, by. That system that they use probably uh, wins more than it loses. Yes. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. They get the calculators yeah. going. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and about the class thing, right? So, I'll, like, even on personal travel, I'll pay a little bit extra to get that class bump. Right. Okay. Just because I'll have frequent flyer miles, or yeah. and I can use those in loyalty programs, which mm-hmm. are and very you might nice get, to have. And you might not get kicked off of a flight. Yeah, you <laughs> might not get kicked off of a yeah. flight. So I just pay a little bit extra to be able to select my seat to not. Is uh, is there like a particular loyalty program that you're that you found to be most beneficial, or that has worked better in your favor? So for me, um, I'm generally with people who fly a lot. Uh, for work or personal, they usually have uh, a loyalty to an airline. I'm loyal to Delta. That's that's who I fly. I've just had way too many bad experiences with United. There's other people that stand, it's the live opposite. or die, yeah, live right. or die by United and yeah. hate Delta, right? But I fly Delta. Uh, I I just became loyal to Delta one because um, I just found that they had good. My good flights um, uh, lined up with your travel exactly Um, and then their partnerships Air France Uh, the gateway to Africa is there's three there's uh, Paris Charles de Gaulle um, Frankfurt uh, which is Lufthansa Mm -hmm. and uh, Istanbul right Mm -hmm. those are that's you have to land there before you get to Africa from the United States Um, Mm -hmm. and I just like their friends. Flights to there is, but um, they're like from DC. There, there are direct flights to Africa. So it depends. Geography, yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, And also, what countries? Like, there's direct flights from uh, Dulles to Ghana Mm -hmm. on South African Airways, which I don't know if they're still around, but yeah. But that's just because it's a lucrative flight, right? So that's a lucrative route. Yeah. Right. Um, so I'm just loyal to Delta Air France. Uh, again, you the have one of their, Do France. you have one of their credit cards? I do. 
I do. And you um, use that primarily to purchase your airline tickets? Uh, so, yes. Um, I saved my family. We took a trip, the entire family, to Puerto Rico. And I think we saved about $900 in overweight baggage fees just because I purchased the tickets on my credit card. Nice. Mm. Damn. Yeah. Okay. So you want to use all these. So if you're Perks. if you're frequently traveling, mm-hmm. figure out like do some research mm-hmm. and figure out what airline travels to the places that you frequent the mm-hmm. most, or partners, and, or and, or yeah. partners, yeah. yeah, and and then stick with that one because yes. then then you, you get the perks. Yeah, your perks yes. will accumulate. Essentially, correct, yeah. correct. Now, how does that work with your with your job and, and selecting work locations yeah. or things like that? Do you purchase those tickets using your... No, you cannot. Okay. You have to use, uh, for example, in the government, you have to use a government, purchase, uh, a government travel card. Okay. Right? Um, but you get to keep the travel points, like the miles. Before, they used to go into one big bucket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then they would use them throughout the company. Someone, or no, 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 no. Somebody someone would, else in the government yeah, would use them. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. someone was like, wait a second. I'm flying 31 hours. I've been in transit for 31 hours. And I'm flying 31 hours. And all those miles, all that time is going to some Joe Schmo so he can get upgraded to business class. Of course, yeah. Not Joe Schmo. Someone in Congress or a senator or yeah. something, dude. No, right? Not really a yeah. schmo. Yeah, yeah, not really a schmo. <laughs> <laughs> it depends. <Well>. Yeah, it <laughs> depends. <laughs> um, but no, it's like it. Someone, someone put up a stink, and now we get uh, now the government, uh, the government worker gets to keep their travel. That's rooms. good. Man. Yeah. That's pretty like cool. Which is awesome. Yeah. Um, and I, again, you make so uh, you make silver status. And for example, I'm using what, Delta. Yeah, what's, what's silver status? So, so there's different sta- different levels. So in um, on Delta, there is silver. Uh, there's nothing. Silver, gold, platinum, platinum, diamond, and then there's like something Sapphire. else. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's something what's else. What's better than platinum? Yeah. Rampant blood. <laughs> and it's once you get to gold. Just to put it in perspective, I. I would call uh, on silver. You call, uh, you call Delta, and the wait is two hours. You call Delta, and your phone number is linked to a gold account. Five minutes. Wow. Uh, okay. Right. I kind of call had Delta. That. You call Delta, and you don't have status. Good luck. How how does that? How do you earn that status? Miles. So there's two things. Now it's dollars spent, and before it used to just be miles. Right, but however that, mileage you can yeah. racked up using yeah. that particular airline, exactly. Okay, um, now it's cash and miles, and all airlines do it now. Okay, um, so it's you got to spend a certain amount of dollars, um, and then you got to do miles or segments because there's a lot of people who just go from, for example, Boston to DC, yeah, every day, yeah, and that's not a lot of miles, yeah, but it's segments, okay. so it's miles or segments and cash spent. Mm-hmm. Right, so you can, and that's where the credit cards come in handy. Damn, Boston, DC, every day. Not every day, but I mean, still, yeah, even yeah. if you did it like once every a week, week. Yeah, I would. This people like that. that's like a that's a two hour I, flight, yeah. maybe. Yeah. yeah, I know, but that's just a movie, man. But like, dude, think that, about the process. Think about the process, though. Those oh, people yeah. get really no, good at that. Stuff. No, yeah, you think so? But I've been on a day trip to DC, and it's not bad. No, you you pack your backpack. You pack, so I pack my backpack, 
Uh, I went to the airport 45 minutes before, went through security, hopped on the plane, landed, took a T to DOT headquarters, came back, and went back, and I was, that whole thing took, with flight, six hours. Dang, that's still pretty dude, you get good. Around, at, you get good at it. You yeah. get good at it. When you fly, you get good at it. You know what to do. You know what shoes to wear. You know what Does not to wear a belt, yeah, yeah. Right? right? You know to wear sweatpants because sweatpants don't get half exactly. belts. Yeah. Yeah. You're more efficient with exactly. what you pack, how you yeah. pack. Yep. Yep. You know the airports. You know where to walk around. Yeah. I mean, that's probably would be useful too, right? Look at the layout of the, the airport map yes. online before yep. you go to that if you've never been to that yep. airport before. Know, know what gate you're landing at. Yes. What yeah. terminal you're landing at, yeah. right? Like people have a hard time with that, uh, with Atlanta. Atlanta is a huge airport, Hartsfield Jackson, mm-hmm. right? Huge. But if you know how to navigate it, easy. My yeah. parent, my parents uh, flew through Atlanta, hated it, <laughs> and I'm like, that's because you don't know Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta yeah. is. If you know how to do it, it's the one of the easiest airports to navigate, hmm. right? It's just a whole bunch a, a spine. With a with a tram in it, and then a whole bunch of like uh, wings. Okay, right. Um, so, yeah. Uh, all right. So no. we we we're getting to the point now, right, where you've done all your pre planning. Pre planning. We're you're, at the gate. You're we're, at the gate. We're good. We're on the flight now. You're on the flight. All right. Treat them with respect. Right. Treat treat everyone with respect. And it then goes get like as drunk course. as you can, right? No. <laughs> so now you're on you're on the flight. Yep. In, you're on the say flight. we're an international flight or. If you were in the bar before, you yes, know, you don't want to have any drinks, or maybe one or two, or no, like, what's your? Not you don't want to have you don't you can have drinks. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, if you're flying international, it's usually overnight. Okay, right. Anything to Europe is going to be a night flight. Yeah, you you uh, take off at night and you land in Paris in the morning, mm-hmm. right? Six a.m. Right uh, for. And you have a connecting flight, for example. Uh, that connecting flight, you have to be of right mind to get to that connecting flight. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. And then after that connecting flight, you probably land, and it's going to be midday. So you're going to have to deal with someone on the ground. Yep. And you're going to have to get a taxi. And your luggage may be lost. Mm-hmm. What happens when you're hungover? Yeah, exactly. It just compounds all that kind of stuff. It compounds your stress. You're it, putting yourself, you're setting yourself up for failure. You're putting yourself in a stressful situation yeah. unnecessarily. And also, you feel like crap. You get jet lag. You get right? <laughs> hungover as hell. Yeah. So, so generally, all have, a, they have the smaller bottles, um, bottles of water, not the eight ounce ones. They're a little bit smaller, like six ounces or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, for every drink, I'll have one. Yeah. Or two. Yeah. Right. And I, I put them down, dude. If it's if they have like good gin, woo, <laughs> I have yeah. some G and T's, yeah. and they sometimes they make them for you, and they really just make G and G's. Gin and gin, gin and gin, gin G's. There's some airlines that just like we don't care. You're gonna get wasted. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. yeah. I personally don't like to drink pre or during. Because I've got a little bit of the motion sickness thing. So mm. if I have any that, like, yeah. it just destroys my stomach. I like yeah. to be very well hydrated and yeah. rested, and then I'll do fine on flights. But I felt, I'm even a little bit hungover, dude. Oh, man. My favorite thing about flying <laughs> is... getting drunk? No, I don't get drunk, but I like to show up, like, four, five hours early before my flight and just sit at the bar 
and just hang out, man. And yeah. just like you meet some interesting people. Yeah, and you're mm-hmm. in the same mindset. You, got like, some, you just you have like a couple drinks yep. and you're just you're yep. just chatting with some randos and you can yep. find out some pretty interesting people, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. And I, I do that on connections. Okay. Yeah. Uh, connections are awesome. Yeah. And yeah. that's the other thing about the reward loyalty programs. You get into their uh the the business the area oh. lounges. Yeah, yeah. Dude. Yeah. Airports and lounges. If I would say, if you're traveling internationally, pay the fifty bucks to get an air a lounge pass, because it makes all the world of difference, mm-hmm. right? If you get and a it, long layover connection or something, yeah, I, yeah. And say for example, yeah, give me an example. Well, so, yeah. so for you, you said you like uh, four or five hours early, right? Yeah. How much is that going to cost you at the at the bar? Well, you're gonna have you say, four you say, or five I, years. Ideally, you say about maybe ten ten dollars a beverage. Okay. Plus meal. We're, right. looking yeah, at, meal. we're looking at how many beverages? Yeah, four, yeah. Four or five, right? Oh, yeah. So 40, 50 bucks plus a 10, 15, uh, maybe a $20 meal. Yep, $20 meal. Okay. So that's so, yeah. 70 bucks. Yep. $50 pass, all you can eat and all you can eat, all you can drink. No way. Wait, yeah. for real? Yeah. All, how do you all get lounges lounge. just Delta? No, at a, at most lounges have. I've never been offered. So you, to, you can to buy a lounge pass. You can buy a lounge pass. And, and yes, you have been offered, you just decline. How do you seek it out? Like, it, is it when it's you buy the tickets? On, yeah, it's an add-on to your ticket. Dude, what? I'm definitely going to get that next time I go on. <laughs> yeah. You're saying yeah. I can get a lounge pass and it's all you can eat and all you can drink? Yeah. What? And that sounds like depend- a party, baby. And Limited <laughs> rib eyes? No, no, scotch? they don't have that. They, okay. So that, but it's food. There's there's, food. I, had, I went to a lounge in... Dubai? Yes. Oh, that must be I went to a lounge in Dubai. <laughs> like gold, just gold, <laughs> just gold coins. <laughs> the airport, the airport is is sandwiched between a mall and a hotel, and there was gold ATMs. What do you like? Pure gold? ATM? Pure gold ATMs. Dude, no, but I'm saying, I went into the lounge there, and they had hot delicious meals like they had curry chicken they oh, had like love like chicken. fresh mm-hmm. like you could you could hear them making it in the back and it's like you get a good lounge and you get your money's worth wow, that's and crazy. if you're traveling like on one of those night flights nothing better than a hot breakfast when you land in the lounge <laughs> oh man so you Dude. so when Wait. you get your ticket you get before and after what do you mean so say that I bought a ticket from Boston to California, right? Yeah. I leave at night, and I buy the lounge ticket. Can I go to the lounge before my flight? No. It's, uh, so when you do no. it that way, when you do it that way, you buy a lounge pass for that airport for uh, tw- uh, 24 hours. Okay. Right? Or something like that. Some There's some time limit yeah. to it, right? So you go there the hour one, so- and you stay there for 24 hours, <laughs> and you have three meals and like 100 drinks, and then you go on your flight. <laughs> Dude, no. I would never have to go grocery shopping. I, I, would, just, I would just buy a lounge no. pass every day. No. But <laughs> just go to the airport. You have to have a ticket, though. You have to have a ticket. Okay. All right, well. Of the know. airline, of the lounge <laughs> that you're visiting. He's going to live in Dubai. <laughs> <laughs> At the airport in Dubai. No, but yeah, it, it's useful. And it's like, honestly, it's like one of the best things that I that I used to do was take off at 8, 8 p.m., get to the airport around 7 in Boston, and then land in Paris Charles de Gaulle, get into the lounge, have a hot breakfast, eggs, biscuits, bacon, sausage, maybe a mimosa here and there. Maybe some creeps. <laughs> some, some creeps. Yeah. Some creeps. Um, uh, and just start my day off right. Um, I like that. Man. So yeah. you're, you're, 
the other thing I do to uh, is I always freshen up. I change. I change my outfit before I land. Like on, in, the on, plane, the plane? on the plane. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I change. Uh, I'm talking long flights. Long flights. Stuff, I yeah. brush my teeth. Yeah. I wash my face. I put on some deodorant. I freshen up before I land. You feel like that helps battle jet lag? Just like feeling more put together, or just being a little. Like, so some tips on fighting jet lag: don't drink a lot, stay hydrated. Yeah. Um, and uh, if it's daytime in your destination, do not sleep. Okay. Okay. And you, just, you put yourself, yourself on your clock. On that, you yeah. you yeah. put yourself on their clock. Yeah. Right. If it's nighttime at your destination, sleep. Okay. Don't turn on the movies. Don't do anything. Yeah. Just don't don't drink. Just sleep. Mm-hmm. Most flight attendants. Oh, and uh, if you're covering yourself up, put your uh, seatbelt over your blanket. Oh, uh, so they don't have right. to wake so you up. So they don't have to anything. wake you up. They yeah. can see. Yeah. yeah. And right. they just want to see see that your seatbelt is on. Mm-hmm. So I loosen it all the way, and I just so I can move around and yeah. I'm comfortable, right? Yeah. And I just put my blanket underneath. Mm-hmm. Um, Good yeah. Tip. Um, so then, yeah. So we're in the air. Any like specific tips other than what you've already gone about, like actually just being in in flight? It's pretty simple, right? Like, yeah. Do what makes you comfortable. Yeah. yeah. Like just get, do what makes get, you comfortable. Yeah. 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 Stru- be courteous to yeah. the people around you. Yeah. 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 Of course. Yeah. Is there any gear you would recommend, like a neck pillow or, uh, or neck this? pillow? I don't. I don't like neck pillows. They this is just, uh, brought to you by com- SkyMall. <laughs> <laughs> no, brought to you by Brookstones because that's who I'm going to plug right now. Who's no longer a store. Uh, I have a blanket that is yeah. my, that is a pouch. It folds up into a pouch and um, it has a pocket and it fits me. And I used everyone, to work at Brookstone. Everyone <laughs> that when I pull it out on flights, everyone asks me about it. Flight uh. attendants ask me about it, and it it's the comfiest blanket. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I I do that. Um, uh, tip is a lot of airlines and people don't know this have uh, plugs underneath your seat. Uh, so okay. charging your phone like USB yeah. plugs. USB plugs. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nowadays you don't have to do it, but in the past, uh, uh, downloading GoGo in flight. Mm-hmm. If you go to the App Store and it, Google Play or something, go to GoGo and download the apps before to allow you to stream movies on your device. That's oh, another, like yeah. in, in flight. Yeah, okay. in flight yeah. entertainment. You connect to the Wi-Fi and you have access to the entire library. Yeah. Because if you're on a long flight and your screen is toast, they can't fix it. Oh, yeah. They have to land to fix it. Yeah. But you still have your device. And that, mm-hmm. That's kind of a newer thing, right? Why yeah, fly, that why is fly on planes? Yeah. 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 Because yeah. I used to be very... I mean, I'm very loyal to JetBlue. Yeah. Only for the fact that 10, 15, 15 years ago, I mean, they, they were the ones that had those per- personalized TV. yeah. TVs on, play, yeah. on the flights. Yeah. You get actual TV. You don't get, like, a, a library of movies or shows. Yeah. 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 And I, love, I love the little GPS where it tells, tells, tells you. you where you are. Yeah. Ooh, you yeah, know what's like, cooler? Oh. Yeah. What? what? Cameras. Some airlines do cameras. And you can see? You can see when you land. You can see when you take off. You can see in your... Oh, my that's God. Good. That's pretty cool. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Um... Yeah, but uh, for for in flight, it's stretch. Um, uh, there are um, certain uh, stretches that you can do in your seat oh, okay. that help a lot. Um, get up 
uh, know that although that beverage service is done, they still, if you're still in flight, like a long haul flight, just walk back to the galley and get, you can get snacks, you can get alcohol, you can get whatever the hell you want. They, they just aren't going to deliver they're to not you at gonna that point. Do, they're not okay. going to come through. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, and they're okay with you just approaching no, uh, the galley? Some, a lot of airlines just, you go into the galley and they have it out. And you make your own on those international long flights, yeah. oh, right? Okay. For okay. alcohol, you'll have to ask them. But yeah, yeah. I see. Okay. Yep. All uh, right. So, flights. You're landing. Yeah. You're in your. You're say it's an international flight. You've hit yeah. your destination. Mm-hmm. What, what's next, man? Um, do a little bit of research. The stuff we talked about before, kind of we kind of touched on with Mexico. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, transportation. Does your hotel? Is your does your hotel offer a shuttle? Mm-hmm. Call them ahead of time. Tell them this is my flight. Don't tell them what time you're going to arrive because your flight may be delayed. This is my flight. This is my flight number. Please pick me up when my flight is. Okay. So they have a shuttle there, and they'll keep tabs on like the the time. Um, uh, what else? Uh, customs. If you're coming into the U.S., um, I was often traveling on a government passport. So uh, I could go into the crew line. There's a lot of government workers who don't know that. Um, if you have a, a government passport, um, you can go into the crew line. Okay, so that's like the the crew of the plane. You the can, crew of the plane. So you can get. Yes. In, so obviously, even the crew of the plane yeah. has to go through yeah. customs when they're yeah. international. Yes. And government workers, if they have a government passport. So, when you're when you're landing here, oh, there's certain the, other in the U.S. Yeah, in the US. Okay, there's okay. other countries that that allow you to do that as well. Like Mexico is one of them. Okay, but you um, have to know that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But um, so that cuts a lot of time. Like if there's eight international flights, that's what 200, 300 people per plane, and they're all trying to go through customs. Mm. The pa- the passport thing is something that people don't know and you can uh so Having when you're government tra- passport when, when you're traveling on the government passport you go through the crew line yeah and some people will look at you weird and it's like no uh, it's either a red or a black passport black is diplomatic don't screw with those guys diplomatic uh, yes. immunity exactly and that's true that's true yeah really yeah right. yeah so if don't, you got a black passport, if you got a black passport, a black U.S. passport, that means you're a diplomat, mm. and they don't even they can't check you, they yeah. can't touch your bags. If it has Damn. a diplomatic tag on it, they can't. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. But even a government passport, it's like it gives you a little bit of flexibility yeah. in that you can get, go to that crew line. And I've been in places where people have almost missed their flights because of that, and because I'm of like, the because of customs. customs, exactly because wow. they missed their collection, their connection, yeah. right? They're in there, and you got to do a connection. And a lot of airports will allow you to to circumvent that. Yeah. Um. And on a short connection, every minute counts. Yeah. Right. For sure. Yeah. So uh, that and a lot of other times, um, you can do a like coming back into the country, you can do global entry, and it's it's good. It's just I've never. What does that mean? What global, global entry is basically they do a background check on you to make sure that you're legit and you can fly and all that stuff. And when you land, you scan your passport at this kiosk and it gives you a a, a little printout with your passport picture and blah blah. And then you show it to the customs agent and they wave you on. If you have an X on it, they ask you to come and double check. Okay. Uh, so it's basically the same thing, but a lot of people are more people are are savvy to it 
and more people are paying the 100 150 bucks for the girl blanchard yeah. and yeah. then it ends up now being it's just a, a line huge again. line now again. it's just another yeah. line again. exactly okay yeah. exactly um, so so you we've landed you went you've yeah. gone through customs you, you've gotten your taxi and you, your you, airport you, shuttle you've done all of your all due your, diligence exactly and all your preparation that you've done prior to even this is yeah. right after you even booked your ticket yeah prior to your travel yeah You've done your due diligence. Yes. Okay. You're eating. You're eating. You're, you're trying the local Coke. You're trying all the... Not Coke. You're trying the local... <laughs> you're, you're not trying... <laughs> you're trying the local cocaine. Uh, yes. Yeah. Right. We're in Colombia now. Yeah. Probably local, healthier for you. Yeah. yeah. The local Coca-Cola. You're trying the beer. You're trying the food. You're meeting okay. the people. You have you have a great trip. Right. All right. Yeah. So, yeah. coming home... Yeah. Is there a different protocol that you that you establish a different routine? Yes. Like, like yeah. is it is it more or less the same? Like, what's different about it? So for me, it it didn't click until probably like three or four trips in, where I'm coming home. I don't care about anything. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Well, you don't need to do your homework about the country, like yeah. like and the customs. You, yeah. You're coming home. You know yeah. all this shit. You just want to be home. No. And you pack as such. I Coming over, I told you I pack extra clothes and carry on. I pack nicely. I save weight, blah, blah. Yeah. Blah, blah. No. Coming home, one pair of underwears, one pair of socks in my thing. What? You I'm throw com- shit away? No, no, no. It's just, it's, I just it, it, I pack it in my checked in my yeah, checked yeah, luggage. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't have it in my carry on. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, and yeah. I'm you didn't like ditch your drawers in yeah, Paris yeah, somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, the ladies I'm, get those. I'm coming. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm I'm done. Okay. Yeah. I I've had you don't enough. Have to worry about anything. I don't have to worry about anything. Yeah. yeah. Just get on a plane. Uh, also, international Black airport. Drunk on the flight there, yeah. treating everyone like shit. <laughs> Learn your, uh, meet someone or talk to someone for in, international airports have different protocols than here in the U.S. So, what do you mean? Arriving two hours early for a flight may not be enough in an international airport. Uh, okay. okay. There's yeah. been airports that I've been at the airport four hours before and have barely made my flight. Wow. Is that because of security? Security, people, uh, their ticketing systems. Um, There's times where I have to go check uh, check in, get uh, uh, go to see the the ticket agent, then go to a different part of the building, pay for my check bag fees, and then come back, wait in line again, and then give them the receipt for my check bag fee and then and only then will they return my passport and my boarding pass and then i have to go through security again so we're talking about different infrastructures different technology different countries yes customs a lot of countries won't let you pay for fees at that's a u.s thing yeah where you can swipe your credit card at the gate at the with the with the um like when you check in or yeah when you check in Yeah. yeah 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 a lot of countries won't let you do that wow yeah so yeah, coming home. That's that's it. Just just we're getting yeah. home. We're we're getting we're on the fly. Just we're, get yeah. get get me home. Stop off at your international Taco Bell exactly. before your flights. Yeah, yeah. 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 Drink yeah. all the international yeah. waters unbottled. Yeah, yeah. Who cares, right? I, I, I wouldn't suggest that. No, no, no. just drink <laughs> river water like in a puddle right outside the airport. Yeah. <laughs> so this is an unrelated story to that. I got food poisoning. <laughs> 
Uh, 10 hours before an international flight. Uh, oh, man. It took me two hours to finish my in-flight meal. Damn, that sucks. Yeah, that's brutal. Yeah. It was rough. It was rough. Yeah. So, Willie, we've gone through a, a huge process here yeah. and you know, some, a lot of trials and tribulations yeah. and things. Before we wrap this up, can we get one like fun, like heartwarming story before we... Uh... Yeah, so there was, there's one thing that will always stick with me, one okay. story. Um, I was having a... I was in Africa. I was in Senegal. Mm-hmm. I was okay. having a tough time with the person I was traveling with. Um, Just go back to kind of like that whole thing with... They no weren't doing their tra- due diligence. They were they were no, kind of being obnoxious. Or, yeah, that, that's in more. their approach. Uh, th- this person kind of um, he treated everyone like a second class citizen. Ugh, that's yeah, that's and, disgusting, and, man. Yeah, and I don't carry myself like that. Um, so it was tough for me, sure. and I was just having a, a tough time with that situation. And then uh, we went to a hotel and. Um, it was, it, it was a weird situation. It was a real relationship between myself and the, my traveling partner. And it's a buddy system, so you have to stay with the person. Mm, right. right. Um, and I, I just, you, you guys know me. It's like I hit it off with one dude. Yeah. Just hit it off with a dude. And that dude just so happened to be the manager of the hotel. <laughs> awesome. Um, and he's like... I was wearing my Yankees cap, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Oh, I, I lived in New York for like two or three years, blah blah." blah. And it's like we just hit it off, and we started having lunch uh, together, dinner together, breakfast together, just just reminiscing. He's in Africa, and he liked the U.S. and just reminiscing times in New York, where you've been in the U.S., where you're from, blah blah. Um, and he he tells me, "Hey, I, I want to take you somewhere," and uh, just to lunch if you if you don't if you're free and I had a free Saturday or I think it was a free Sunday mm-hmm. and we're here granted this is the middle of Senegal this is the country in Africa yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. it's more developed but still yeah. and I'm like this dude's cool like you, All got right. a, you got a feel yeah. for him he's yeah, a hotel feel, manager yeah, yeah. so yeah. He, he's he, so I was like, okay, I made a decision and I was like, all right, if I'm cautious, I'll, um, so I had my, my GPS on my phone on, on at all times, tracking me, knowing where, what turns I'm going, knowing how far I'm going. Mm -hmm. And it's just turn into a shady street, turn into a shady street, another shady street, another shady street. And I'm like, oh no. What Dude. the hell did I do? Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> and I'm like tracking. I'm tracking, and it's like, okay, gosh, I can get away from this dude. It's not a problem. Yeah. And I go, and this dude, we get off, we get out, and he's like, yeah, well, it's just a few walks, and he walks me into like this back alley, and I'm like, oh, oh my god. god, I said heartwarming, dude. Really. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell? It's like I can take this guy. I can take this guy. If I have to fight for my life, I'll fight for my life. <laughs> I can take this guy. This guy's smaller than me. It's like half my size, half my weight. And I'm skinny, dude. And this dude was skin- it was skinnier than me. And I'm like, all right, I can take him. And I can just run. Pick up a rock, pick something up, and yeah. bam, run. Get the hell out of take there. Take his eyes, take mm. his eyes, put them in your pockets. <laughs> <laughs> we, so he's taking him to eat. And he, uh, he knocks on this, like, 
metal gate of like what looks like a factory and i'm like all right he's taking me so this is where it's gonna eat it's gonna be interesting blah blah and you're the main course yeah (laughs) dude i walk in and it's waterfall open air looks nothing like the outside yeah absolutely amazing meal the staff the chef is coming out and talking to us it was it was a combination of the environment mm-hmm. what it took to get there and the person I was with oh, definitely yeah. yeah and it was we just talked beers to the extent where the guy who I was with he was like oh are you ready for dinner no I'm good yeah he was texting me right oh, yeah, 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 and yeah, I'm yeah. like no I'm good uh, I'm already getting some food and so we spent hours there just talking and just wow. laughing it's like I, I'll still remember remember that to this day. That's crazy. It's pretty sweet. That's awesome. And it's like it's stuff like that that I'm like I, I switch jobs and that's I'm gonna miss a lot. Yeah. I'm gonna miss that a yeah. lot. Like yeah. I've made so many good friends. Yeah. Like I met. I still talk to people. I still WhatsApp people. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like it's just just your your train of thought being open, being cautious, doing your research, not being stressed. It's just, uh, yeah. yeah, that's uh, awesome, man. I like yeah. it, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just some good tips, dude. Yeah, yeah. solid. Like solid. A yeah. lot of this stuff I would not have even thought of, of looking yeah. up. Yeah, like it, good it just, stuff, man. Yeah, it just comes with like what experience. If you want to yeah. test, if, if you want to test your men- mental fortitude, just travel and be in transit and in, in transit. Mm. Not not flying, yeah. But be in transit for thirty one hours. Mm. That, that's crazy. Yeah, and yeah. then that'll test your mental fortitude. <laughs> <laughs> Traveling for thirty one hours is not fun. Right. And if you can make it through that, you can make it through mostly anything. Nice, yeah. yeah. Nice. Dude. All right, man. This yeah. is this was cool. awesome. Yeah, man, very cool I, stuff. I'm so excited. Thank Thanks you. for having yeah. me, guys. Yeah. I love this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoy it. I enjoy it. Awesome. Well, I, really, I hope this one came out good. Oh, yeah. It's, it, it's a keeper. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Cheers, All right. man. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Peace. Latest. you guys enjoyed that that was pretty neat right Ooh, baby mm. yeah that was a pretty sweet episode yeah that that was that was pretty pretty of, fun a lot of knowledge a lot of things i learned and i was thirsty and i quenched my thirst <laughs> that day <laughs> quenched my knowledge thirst about travel and stuff there's some crazy stuff though yeah it was good tips a lot yeah of good definitely tips. definitely so you guys get notes about this one you have anything i don't got nothing <laughs> nothing <laughs> nothing nothing <laughs> I have, no, few, I have I a questions. Button. All right. Okay. Wait, what? Wait. No, what? go, go. All right. Okay. All right. We're going. What do you got? What do you got? All right. I have, uh, first of all, I just want to make a correction. Um, 
when we were talking about the Mark 19 machine gun. Uh, you know, I hate to say it, but, you know, I have to correct myself. Mm-hmm. I've got, you know, friends who are machine gunners, and yes. I just couldn't forgive myself. So the the rate of fire for a Mark 19, um, the cyclic rate of fire is up to 325 to 375 grenades a minute. That is a lot. Crazy. Okay. Mm. Um, and then, lastly, sort of the heart of palm um how it's kind of used in cooking and, and sort of what it is you know it, it's it, it is a vegetable it's a low carb kind of cross between a like an artichoke it has like the flavor of a mild artichoke mm. um but it's, it's like a like a white asparagus mm. it's typically used and just like chopped up and thrown in salads or mm. just kind of cooked as a side dish interesting um but still an evil evil ingredient <laughs> don't use it don't use it <clears throat> okay uh, but that's all I have. All right, I've I've got a sh- I've got a few a few things here. First of all, I'd like to give a nice shout out to our international listeners. Woo-woo, yeah, baby. so international. Um, I know there's some Canadians, Australians, uh, some Spain and Portuguese people listening. So Spaniards, that, that's awesome. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I would never think we we made it. I know that's that's it. cool. Worldwide um, international. Hopefully there'll be some more. So tell your other international friends about yep. the TFK. Seriously, though, you know, thanks for listening. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Um, Willie also talked about kit helicopters. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I I didn't know those existed, but apparently they take about 700 hours to build. Which so is a long time. That's, that's a long time. Um, I don't know if that's the actual kit helicopters that he was talking about or, but at least the ones that I found where they, yeah. they're, they're pretty extensive to do. But, um, I saw that in the 1970s, they cost around $7,000. So if you had the time, you could get a pretty cheap helicopter. Yeah. It's what, four months of working 40 hours a week to build your kit plane or helicopter? Yeah. That's pretty sweet. That's wild. Um, So the Chinese currency, we we mentioned that. Um, Is that when James is going to buy his candy bar? Yeah, my yeah, Snickers. Yeah, so <laughs> yen is Japanese, uh, a Japanese unit of currency. Okay. Um, it's very closely sounding to the Chinese one, though. But Chinese currency is the renminbi. Not not too sure on that pronunciation, but uh, renminbi. And the basic unit of that currency is the yuan. Okay. Um, and one yuan is approximately 15 cents in U.S. dollars. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so just clearing that up for us there. Um, Willie also said the word CONUS, which refers to the contiguous United States or the continental United States, sometimes referred to as the lower 48 or basically every state other than Alaska and Hawaii. Right. right? Um, <clears throat> the other thing was that program that Willie kept talking about, uh, state.gov to sign up for that was like super useful when you're traveling internationally. Yeah. Yeah. That program is called the step program. It's the smart traveler enrollment program. And it's a free service to allow us citizens and nationals traveling and living, living abroad to enroll their trip with the nearest us embassy or consulate. So as Willie was saying, you receive important information about the embassy about safety conditions in your destination country and helping you um, inform you about decisions for your travel plans and all that stuff. So super useful. I poked around the website a little bit. seems pretty easy to use, sign up for all yeah. that stuff. Um, 
then we were talking about uh, cargo planes or the cargo area in planes and how cold it gets. Right. If I wanted to sneak on, not buy a ticket and just yeah. kind of jump into like the wheel well of like the landing gear. Exactly. Will I survive? Will you freeze to death? Will the beer that you transport in your check bag <laughs> explode? Explode or freeze? Uh, the answer is no, because it gets around uh, 44 degrees in there. So you're not going to rate cargo tolerable. Hold? Yeah, where, where your bags go. Okay. Uh, at least from what I found. And that was for like a specific model Boeing plane. But I imagine it's pr- like a commercial commercial Boeing plane. So sure. that's prob- I would imagine that's probably pretty similar. And the area for pets. So if James wanted to dress up like a dog yep. and be, be, transferred, <laughs> be transferred as a pet, um, those those get up around 64 degrees Fahrenheit. Very tolerable. In, in that neighborhood. Yeah. So that should be pretty I good. I think you could survive. I could I could probably nap pretty long. Yeah. Um, also, I, I looked up uh, parachutes as your carry-on, which it seems like they do allow that, um, at least from what I found. I guess it, that's something that... Um, people who travel with parachutes like are like professional skydivers yeah, and teachers yeah, yeah. and stuff like if they if they're bringing their chutes aboard or whatever they can they can do that without mm-hmm. having an issue really but that's all the notes i had yeah so uh don't forget to like us on facebook uh follow us on instagram and uh check us out on stitcher spotify and you know give us some feedback let us know what we what you think and that's all I want to know, yeah. baby. And don't hap- be shy. Happy travels, everybody. Yeah. Yep. Tell your friends. Yeah. All right. Mm-mm. Thank Mm-mm. you. Sausage candles.